It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in the show do not necessarily reflect those of Shway Media or any subsidiaries. The program may contain strong language not suitable for young audiences. Series discussions will contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy the show! to Dubterfuge. I'm Matt. I'm Luna. And today we have a guest with us. Who do we have with Hello. us again? We have Giancarlo Navas from Subtitled Anime, a YouTube channel slash uh, shitposting Twitter account. Welcome to the weirdness. Also, probably the biggest UFO fan outside of like Japan, maybe. Under the scope, he brings it. You know, under the scope, mm. he and I, yeah, he and I are fighting for the, and that and the pedantic true. romantic. Lachlan really, she loves you full ton. So it's like oh, the yeah. three of us. We're fighting. We're fighting for the top spot. We want to be top UFO star. Everyone's ha- everyone's got to have a goal, you know. Well, That's how we go. Um, whoever reaches position zero, I guess. UFO's <laughs> <laughs> position zero in our hearts. Oh man, I think I actually posted this on Twitter. I found the most amazing, like, um, cover of, um, it's like a collaboration between, uh, this guy, uh, who plays saxophone. He used to be sax art online. I forget what his handle is now, but anyway, it's like him and a UFO player and they're playing, uh, Take Me to the Star and it's great. You linked me to it, right? Was it you? Mm-hmm. You yeah the, the three of us actually the the three I mentioned Lachlan Jack and I yeah it was like the coolest thing I've ever heard that was wonderful that song is so good that's like one of my that's probably probably my my top three EDs of the year the song is so good and I love how they have different people singing and how each episode it it just means so much the the like how the characters sing it and why there's it's great I love it. Don't the positions of the girls, like, as it's, like, as the camera's panning down, don't they all change, like, depending on who won that day? No, well, at the end, I know that whoever sang it is the, is the one that's shown at the end, or the pair that's shown at yeah. the end. The one that, the big panning down, it's all, it's actually pretty cool, because Maya and Claudine, who are the two top of the class, are at the very top. Yeah. And then it goes down, and then before, you know, a big thing happens, a banana is claiming position zero so it's like a very cool looking yeah. kind of like uh, cryptic type thing and then Karen and Hikari are at the bottom it's, it's like really awesome and beautiful I love it it's so I, I feel a little left out but I also want to clarify that sound UFO is not the show we're talking about today no that will come much later it will come up because I still have to watch it and I, I would just like sign I know. off I'm sure I've just alienated the rest of the people here, so... It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. So, what we are talking about, though, is uh, our favorites of the year. Um, Even though the year's not quite over, but um, it's over enough. 
over enough. I mean, we're we're at the point that I think that things are mostly solidified, and anything that changes is a, is minor. I don't think anything. Yeah. I don't think anything seismic is going to shift in anybody's rankings or favorites. I doubt it. I don't think so. I mean, we're on episode like ten of a lot of the seasonals from from this year already. Like, so I mean, we're oh, almost yeah. done here. All I'm saying is now just watch us eat our words like next week. Oh, of course, yeah. And I haven't seen anything from this week. So anything that aired from Sunday to today, I have not seen at all. Like I've been I've been working on my twelve days of anime videos. So I have no idea what the hell is going on. I have every tag muted. <laughs> I'm scared of everything. I, I think I've caught up on like um maybe like one or two shows. Um and that's about it. Um, I think s- might be the only thing that I'm caught up in. I'm caught um, up in just about all the stuff I'm watching, so... Bless you. Um, yeah, I think I'm caught up with... Almost caught up with Run With The Wind. Um, I'm really behind on Sudene. <laughs> I'm, I'm an episode behind on that one. I didn't watch um, that. I have caught up on Zombieland Saga. I think that's like the one show I've been really, really good about following every every week because yeah. i have to i i love it too and can we all can we all agree saki is best girl just yes just... <laughs> i don't know i kind of i change every week so at first i loved i love saki and then i liked saki for a while and then i liked i don't even know her name but the the like the old japanese woman who was like, oh yeah i don't know her uh, name Stephanie but she's Young's really character. cool what's her face yeah Yuko. I, I don't think. remember. Yeah, Yuko? is she it? Yuko. Is it Yuko? She sounds like a Yuko. Is she voiced? I don't know if you guys seen Taku Go Shinju, and I haven't checked, but she sounds like Miyokichi. Like she has the same she kind does. of voice. So I don't know if it's the same Seiyu or what, but she. That would be a really interesting parallel, considering this is, this is very... the nature of those two particular women. I'm trying not to give a whole bunch of stuff away, but. Um, that would be really interesting. She was my best girl for a while, and then I loved Lily's episode, so I was in love with her. And then Saki's episode was good, and then I loved Saki again. So yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm all over the place. I liked. I always like start liking the the main character off at first. So I, I was into I was into Sakura, and then I didn't really have a favorite. And then once Saki's episode came, I was just like, okay, I have found my best girl writer, and like I, and no one can change my mind. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> I I have such a soft spot for like any like Yankee or like delinquent character for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because they always just have like the coolest clothing. The coolest um, clothing, the coolest facial expressions. Like I just love the sort of side, sort of like I don't want to be here side grin that all the tough guy characters do. It. I want that mm-hmm. to be like my default resting face. <laughs> okay, so we did not even mention the famous Yamada Tai, who's oh, obviously she's obviously best girl. So we're basically talking about second place, and uh, her name was not Yuko. We were close. It was Yugiri. Yugiri. So, ah, yeah, we were uh, half right. Okay, so Erika uh, Kinugawa is her seiyu. So I don't know who Miss. Kinigawa voices. I don't think she's in Takugo Shinju. I don't she's think she's in Orange. She oh yeah, a, she plays Chino Takako. So uh, very, not, she's 
relatively new seiyu only one two three four like five five or six shows she's doing her, a really uh, good job page. so she's killing it you know it's crazy to see like these seiyus like born 1993 and i'm like oh my god all, everybody's my age it makes me kind of feel old yeah it, it feels <laughs> weird <laughs> i'm like jesus it's like so i'm a sports fan so watching athletes now that are younger than me i'm like whoa 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 like i'm, I'm like what are you talking about and I'm like, I, I thought I was supposed to be the one to oh, connect okay. with, with these young folk. And now, like, they're younger than me and they're playing Fortnite. And I don't know what the hell Fortnite is. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel so disconnected. Okay, so um, Mukichi is voiced by Megumi Hayashi. Hold on. Hayashibata. Megumi Hayashibata. She's very good. She's excellent. I know she's super accomplished because I remember looking. Oh my through... god, she was Lena in Slayers. Oh damn. Oh, she was the original voice of Rea and Ami. That's what it was, yeah. And I also think that she's. Is this something? Is it Haruhi or is it um? It might. It's it's like she plays like another really random, really famous character that you would not associate with, with the like Rei and and um and Miyokichi. Um, I know that. Uh, I don't know. I'd be scrolling through like five years worth of credits. I love that uh, Yamada Tai's Seiyu is the same as Misato, which is, and she's like, this <laughs> super, <laughs> uh, like it's a, it's incredible. Like her, her discography is like filled with like legendary shows and everything, and she's playing Yamada Tai, which I cannot wait for them to do like something with her because it, it's just wonderful um, i'm curious about what you know, of... i'm curious about what ty's huh? character arc is going to be just because mm. it's going to be a lot of just she's the best speaking she's of there's been a lot of theories that she may have switched with the dog oh that's a good theory huh. and that's why she's all interesting I'm all in on that. Yeah, I can get so on board. So it's like it's like she actually did wake up. She's just the dog. I love and maybe like, like, like conspiracy huh. and maybe like Romero's been trying to communicate that to them this whole time, but then he gets distracted. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm all in on that. We should probably get back on topic, but this is. I keep likening anyway. Romero to Chuck from Penny and Stocking, and I can't stop. Hmm. <laughs> He is very Chuck, but with less chucking. Yes, and more marrowing. Anyway, what we should like actually yeah, do we what we should. what we wrote the stuff out for, right? <laughs> yeah, we probably should. Um, so I guess we'll just go by. I guess we'll just start with the winter season. Yeah, that's um go in order. It's been a really pretty good year for anime, I think. Um, winter just banging. Oh winter yeah, awesome. winter killed it. Winter, you know, for me, winter's always been kind of consistently my favorite season, and I I've been yeah. kind of alone. But it it just puts out the kinds of shows that I'm here for. And this winter was, you know, when winter started and Yorimoi and Evergarden and all that stuff, I thought, wow, like it's gonna be it's gonna be impossible to top this. Yeah, it, it, it was, was pretty hard, especially. Yeah, because I know, Luna, I know some, one of your favorites was in this season. So how about we kick it off with you listing some of the ones you loved? Who, me? 
I, unless unless uh, Jan is Luna now, and you guys did a body swap like that theory. <laughs> can I have a, can I ask a question? So Luna, I, I, are you like so? Is it Luna or Luna? Luna. Is it, okay, I was wondering if it was like, Spanish or not. Like, like, well, yeah, yeah, like the Spanish. I mean, it is Spanish, me. but. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. I, I apologize for my sidetracking. Just... Oh no worries. We've been getting sidetracked this whole time, so it's not like we can it's... get mad. It's like my own podcast. I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we tend to get sidetracked a lot. We just I've our noticed pro- <laughs> our, pro- our our producer is very good at pretending like we don't. <laughs> so yeah. I, I guess like my five for the winner. Um, we're pretty easy. Well, sort of. Um, obviously, this has all been an incredibly hard decision because I want to like, like, I want to include like everything that I like, but I can't. Um, okay, well, I'll just start from, I guess, number five, um, which was Agretzko. Um, it, Sanrio is okay. First of all, they're geniuses. That they're they're just geniuses. Um, you know, it's like they could have very easily made a show that was just like cute characters and then sell a bunch of toys because that's pretty much what they do. They just sell a lot of really really adorable merchandise and they've done that for forever. Um, but no, they actually like put a lot of thought into this show. And, like, all the characters are, like... First of all, every character is, like, geniusly constructed. Like, how the boss is literally a sexist pig. Yes. And how, like, his little his, his little sidekick is literally a weasel. <laughs> I love those. And, I, and I love those puns. The secretary bird is a secretary. I love it. I love it so much. I love that show. I love her. I love that she sings metal. Yes. And they and I was expecting Erica Mendez, the English voice actress, to do it, but no, they they actually went and got some some guy who's actually in a metal band to do yeah. it. Just like these little bursts at a time and I just thought that is just brilliant execution. Um I think it could have been really difficult for her to do it if she wasn't used to it. Yeah, um, definitely. Because, um, fun fact, I used to be in a metal band. <laughs> um, I was not the singer. I was gonna ask, like, were you were you the were you no. the, the face of the band? No, I I play guitar. Um, I was gonna guess drums. No, uh, a singer was this girl named Wendy. Uh, she was amazing. Uh, she had an amazing voice. Uh, the but the way that they scream is it, it's not really just screaming. You actually have to, one, you have to know how to sing and you basically sing and then kind of add distortion on top of it. If that makes any sense. That sounds incredibly difficult. There's a certain way you have to like open your throat too, or something, right? Um, requires a lot of breath control so that you don't like destroy your vocal cords. Yeah. I, I can, as a, saxophonist i can do the breath control thing as a singer i get cease and desist orders <laughs> so oh and i also have little two little coin purses um one is agretzko's happy face and the other one is her metal face so i'm very very proud of those sick um 
also speaking of coin of little keychain things i also have one for my next show um and it's it happens to be one of the the faces that a character makes after eating a lemon um <laughs> is this a pop team epic subway segue because they licked a lemon in an episode possibly um yeah no th- this show is like literally just like it may not be its final form but it is certainly its finest form um this show is literally just like shit posting incarnate and i love it i love it so much um, at cons i've at Sin- i've met ian sinclair at a couple cons since this uh he's the main uh popico i want to say don't quote me on that um and oh, he, he's he, um he's a pp me oh pp me my apologies and whenever he someone asks yeah he, he also does the bob epic team segment yeah. whenever someone asks him about it um he always just says it's japan's robot chicken pretty much just a bunch of cultural references and because that like are are somehow frankensteined into a sketch and some of them you can easily get like, oh, that's obviously initial D or that's Pokemon. And then other ones are just like the most obscure shit you will imagine. Like you can never imagine or can't imagine because you have no clue what it is. But it's still funny. Yeah, kind of like, like Robot Chicken. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like this whole show is just so memeable. Um, mm. Like the the art style um by ac boo for the bob epic team skits or as i say in the japanese one which i think is like and it makes me laugh like every time um like (laughs) they're just so like hilariously grotesque in like the best way like it's just so like crude and demented and i love it and like like the sketch where the like crudely drawn popco is like trying to kill the waiter for like <laughs> spilling water all over her she keeps she sets up like like a flail and a bear trap and then she keeps like trapping herself and all the different tra- like oh my god it kills me my um, favorite of the bob epics is a uh, asai haramasu koi great asai for morning koi. great for morning calisthenics yes i'm still thinking about hellshake yano we all are. We all are. Um, the 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 dub is absolutely hilarious too. Like, yeah. mucho props to uh, Emily Neves for adapting those scripts, and also and for Chris George for directing it. Because I can another name you can call it is two characters, forty eight actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so Shout many. Out to get dubs. Oh yeah, and also interestingly enough though like they stay pretty faithful to the japanese track um and instead just like they didn't they didn't try to put in their own jokes or anything they didn't try to Um, over adapt or anything either like there were some things where you were like oh they're obviously going to make this pun instead of that but no they kept it yeah Um, i think sometimes over adapting is good but sometimes it's bad i think steinsgate is a good example of over adapting done well like J. Michael Tatum wrote that script and he inserted yeah. a lot of really good jokes and like it, it, it flowed incredibly. And there's a lot of examples of 
uh, of over localization that just completely mm-hmm. destroys whatever the source material was. So I'm glad to hear that that uh, Pop Team did a good job with that. Yeah, the, a lot of the a lot of the stuff in the late '90s, early 2000s gets overly localized, like uh, like giving every character in Case Close slash Detective Conan an American name instead of their um originals yeah. or you could like the same with Yu-Gi-Oh or card captors Sailor Moon Sailor Moon oh, yeah yeah that's probably the worst offender i think i think that's probably um, the poster poster child for just bad localizations or just like that and lo- when they tried to call Tokyo Mew Mew Hollywood Mew Mew <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah. not aware of that yeah no bueno there's a reason no one's heard of it <laughs> cuz it was awful <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love Pop Team Epic so much. Yeah. Um, um I, I, I aspire to be PP Me, but I know <laughs> that I'm always going to be Popco. Me too. I'm I'm a Popico at heart. Like, like I'm re- PP Me I'm in really the streets, short. Popico in the sheets. <laughs> like I'm really short, and I've I want to beat the crap out of every alarm clock. And and cuckoo clock, exactly. Yes. Oh, and I can play uh, the um, Glockenspiel in an infinite loop. I can probably keep a beat that long if I had to. <laughs> um, okay, so you're a sax player. You're a musician. Yeah. That's not okay. percussion, though. It's that's true. What's your, you got? Okay, two down, three to go for you, Luna. Which what's next? <sighs> okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so next would be um, Devil May Cry, baby. Uh, that okay? I'm a huge fan of Go Nagai. Um, I read the manga, um, and as also a huge fan of Cutie Honey, which is another uh, series that he wrote. Um, that also got an adaptation that I, or a more recent adaptation that I like to try and forget about. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I, I love Devil Man. It's like the ultimate, like apocalyptic, like awesome. Like, uh, how'd you feel about the adaptation? I loved it. Like, I, I want to see more original, um, Yuasa stuff on, on Netflix. Like, even if it's just like, like, like they really should put like Lou over the wall, or like the night or short walk on girl or something on there. Um, maybe not the Tatami Galaxy, <laughs> <laughs> or or if yeah, they do that... like, okay. True I feel story. exhausted just thinking about that show. The only way I could watch that show is, I... okay. I feel really bad about admitting this. But one, there's like no physical copy for this damn show. Um, so I basically ended up having to download it so I could watch it in VLC so I could slow down the video speed <laughs> um, to like, I think like a third. So it, basically I had to like slow it down enough to where... Um, the main character could actually speak at a relatively normal speed and everyone else sounded okay. Jesus. I got through half of the first episode, um, after, until before the exhaustion set in 
and I just basically remember just mashing the space bar like to the point that it looked like I was typing in Morse code <laughs> I, it, like just just and in order to be able just to read the subtitles which would go which would be like a three line block of text for two seconds is it like that really I haven't seen it so the, oh yeah it's the character okay, main character so... thinks really quickly yeah so it's it's only when it's in his inner like his inner monologue um it just goes like a mile a minute but when but he's I, actually speaking it's normal are you supposed to are you supposed to get it all or is the point of it that you're only supposed to get partial bits of his thoughts no you're supposed to get all of it you're supposed yeah. to get all of it so like if almost it was... all of it so yeah. like okay yeah and in Japanese, it's just a person speaking really fast, and then you have to sort of keep up with that, but that's not really that difficult since it's just hearing. While in English, it's reading, reading yeah. since it's sub only. There's no dub for it. Though I heard, though I, talk, though I did hear Bevins tried to get it get a dub for it a while back, but couldn't. Yeah, no you cigar. Strange Bird, uh, Devil Man was my first. You also work, and I saw. Uh, oh wow! This year as well, yeah. <laughs> It was not. I was actually told like, don't watch it with people around because I still live at home. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll uh, watch yeah. it. You know, no one's around. And the first couple episodes were a damn ride. I'll tell you that. Sheesh. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. not quite. It's it's not quite like, or it's kidoji or anything, but it's it's pretty like. It's very graphic. <laughs> very very. It is very, very soft core. Soft. It is. But, it's it porn at times. Not let's no. let's just be upfront. I mean, let's 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 be frank. I mean, there were two demons having sex while flying and fighting. It reminds hey, me. Hey, I this... mean, that's just that's just a regular, you know, it's a regular Thursday. Day in the anime, yeah. It reminds me of this one time on this canoe trip. Um, like right in the middle while we were of paddling, these two dragonflies come up like maybe a foot. Oh, in front I thought of me. you were gonna say you witnessed like the literal apocalypse, but okay. no, no, no. Like That's two dragonflies. No, no. Even it's better than that. <laughs> two dragonflies doing it in midair, like a foot away from my face, and they both seemed don't, into it. Don't disturb. Don't disturb. Hey, like they tell that. Yeah, tell them not to do it while flying a foot away from my face, and then I won't disturb them. But no, um, I, I thought it was a really like gorgeous interpretation of Gona guy's work. Um, it was really fun watching everyone's reactions to it. Cause like, I pretty much knew what was going to happen. Um, there were a few like art, 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 artistic liberties, but it wasn't too, too bad. Um, I loved the freestyle rapping. It almost kind of, uh, kind of, um, function kind of like a, a greek chorus sort of like common bleh, sort of providing a commentary on on the events that were happening throughout um the series um too bad they yeah, couldn't dub just, that part yeah. i was gonna say did you watch a dub i watched a dub so I, it was uh... um i kind of i kind of went back and forth i watched a couple episodes dub watched a couple episodes or then i watched them again and sub, etc. Um, I I think it's fine if they don't dub them or whatever. But the problem is they didn't subtitle them either. Yeah. So you had to yeah you, you had to actually like turn on the subtitles to actually understand. What oh really? Saying. No wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I had it was to do ridiculous. That too. Well, you were talking about the Greek chorus. I was like, did I miss something? 
yeah no like all the lyrics are like it's it's great i wanted johnny young bosch to rap okay we didn't get that i'm really upset i wanted that Shane Lee to rap. i mean <laughs> shout out to um to butterfly i think that was keith silverstein i apologize if it's not but if it is shout out to keith silverstein that was that was that was fucking great oh yeah shout out to the entire cast of that show oh my god kyle mccarley as rio asuka holy shit fantastic the Um, whole cast was just insane yeah yeah Christina v delivered as always johnny and bosh oh hell yeah jeremy lee was incredible probably one of my favorite performances of hers is a one of the one of the two mikis me yeah. Um, Makimura, I think. Miki Makimura, uh, try saying that ten it's times Christina fast. V. Yeah, that's Christina V. Then uh, the um, other Miki, who Mika. I think was just called the other Miki or Mika. Which, by the way, shout out to Christina V, who is going, who played Rena Kosaka in the Liz and the Bluebird dub, and that oh, has yeah. been my dream casting. I've been like head cannoning that since I saw UFO like when it came out. So I feel so validated that people saw my vision of typecasting Christina V as Rena. And I hope so, uh, that gives Pony Canyon uh some hints. I'm waiting to give you my money, Pony God. Canyon. That that is the only reason I have not bought the show. Pony Canyon I- doesn't deserve our money yet. Like, I have watched it on Crunchyroll like five thousand times. Um, I've bought a lot of merch for it, but I have not I own, bought I the Blu-rays because Finally, I want I own a, all of it. I want a dub. I want a dub so bad. Anyway, <laughs> where am I at? That was four. That was, that was three. Three. That was three. So two I and can one. Count. Okay, so um, the next one um is a place further than the universe this will probably yes. surprise absolutely no one um because i would not shut the fuck up about this show um I'm surprised there's not one <laughs> yeah i can't i can't wait to find I, out what your number one is if oh, that's the case fun fact this i did not know this until i actually started like r- reading about it so sh- the shit i say is an antarctic expedition ship and that's who she's named after. Or that, that's that what amazing. she's named after. Aww. Daughter. So that's she's, pretty cool. Good. Um, yeah, no, I it's a super compelling coming of age story. Also penguins. Um, penguins are good. Shout out to Penguin Drum. <laughs> oh, and man. uh Dime a Dollar. Shout out to Dime a Dollar. Shout out to Penguin Highway. Shout out to Penguin Memories. Shout out to Penguins. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Shout out to Coon. May may he rest in peace And shout out to Peggy From Tokyo ESP Mm. Shout out to Pen Pen Mm. Oh shout out to Pen Pen Much shout out to Pen Pen And everyone's gonna get to shout out Pen Pen soon Because Netflix is bringing it Yeah Yeah I I love this I love So that director Um is also the director of No Game No Life, and I think she also directed Hane Yamata, um, which of course uh, they make no um, effort to hide that. 
in the show because uh, in the convenience store where Hinata works, um, I think like over by all the magazines and stuff, there's a giant poster uh, of like No Game No Life Zero. Yeah, I remember. Um, they had to change the name slightly, but yeah. So the director also did storyboards for Monster and Nana, which is quite oh, quite the quite and Sakura So, and she also directed. Oh hell yeah, Pekka Sakura So. So that's. No, I, I I I think she's great. Um, and yeah, no, like so yeah, they they just love to tease us like. Oh, you like No Game No Life? Well, <laughs> we're still not giving you a, another season, and it's like, goddamn it, Madhouse. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> at least the show is really good. Otherwise, I'd be really upset about that right now. The show is um, beautiful. You will. If it made me cry at least once. Oh yeah, I think I cried almost the entire way through, but that's just me. Um, the ending was. Favorite, uh, Oh yeah, like my favorite scene though is like when Madi is finally trying to tell her mother um, about this epic plan that she didn't really tell her about in the first place, but is now yes. going to have to. And like, okay, so <laughs> the way that they set this scene up is absolutely hilarious. It's like her and her little sister are just kind of like peering into the kitchen and like their mom is making dinner and this like really suspenseful music starts to play and then it's just like with each chop of the knife with like of like the vegetables like it just gets more suspenseful and then you see you know like like the steam you know or like the condensation forming on the on like the cooking pot or whatever and then you see like the little like sweat drops form and then it's like another chop and then the music gets even more intense and then another chop until like it was incredible i remember that i remember that scene just making me anxious yeah and then like she finally turns around and both the girls go "Ah!" like it's so great that Um, scene was so great because you have a show about youth like the focus of mm -hmm. the show is about using your youth and what is more encapsulating of the experience of youth than being horrified by your parents because you didn't tell them your grand scheme to do something it was the yeah. most relatable thing I mean, ever. Yeah, I've. I know when I didn't tell my parents that I was going to Antarctica, like they were really they were mad about it. I'm just kidding. Then she goes outside, and then she's like, "What's all son? What's all son?" And he closes the door slowly, like dad's a dad's a slave to mom, just as you are. <laughs> that was so good. Kimari. Yeah, and the, the dad's like, "I am, I, I am sorry, honey. I love you, but I cannot protect you." I gotta watch my own ass. The dad, the, the dad scene had me cracking up. The thing with Yorimoi that's great is how accessible it is to like I. It's a show that I feel very comfortable mm-hmm. and willing to recommend to anybody. Because mm-hmm. it's just like it, it a it doesn't have any of the strange stuff about anime that I think we've kind of yeah. grown numb to, but b it has all the charm of anime. Mm-hmm. It's family it's, friendly, basically. But it encapsulates like all the cool shit about anime, like the overexpression, the characterization, the like this these themes of coming of age, of of the emotion, the adventure, the sense of wonder, the sense of like grandiose that the world has grounded in our own reality, which is just wonderful. Like 
when Shirase and the girls get to Antarctica and they go outside and she's like in your face, mm-hmm. in your face, right? Like it's just something that like, damn, we've all felt that before. Like we've all like done stuff like that that we feel like, man, nope, people told me I couldn't do this and we're here and we did it. And like the storyboards are incredible. The the soundtrack is so damn good. Like the show is one of one of the best of the year and it, it's just top to bottom production, writing storyboards everything direction just and i i love Yoda. actually speaking of one of the best shows of the year it actually made the uh new york like, times yeah new york times top yeah, 10 no, uh, foreign shows of the year so awesome do you know how like cool that is that this show like and it's it's encapsulating of these girls these girls set out to do something special and they they really did yeah. Like making the New York like that's that's so wild and it's so important in how everything that the show wanted to tell it became actualized. It made me and realize how awesome. little I'm doing with my life. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to feel like slightly insignificant about your life choices, watch a show where no, you get one up by a bunch of middle schoolers, high schoolers. They high schoolers. um. But it's like they, but it shows that any of us can do that, right? Yeah. That's kind of the point. Yeah. That any of us can kind of break the mundaneness of our life, that our lives don't have to be this kind of dullness, that we shouldn't waste away doing these things. We can, let's go out and do stuff. Like, for example, awesome. um, I'm actually going back to school. Hell yeah. Next, next Woo! term. Um, gonna finally, um, I applied to a radiology program. Um, so I can learn how to take people's x-rays and CT awesome. scans and hopefully make a little more money. Money's good. Money's good. You can go to Antarctica with that. Yeah. <laughs> what? F- is there that a freezing? Million in the bank. Is, the, is there like a freezing temperature for um, like a contrast liquid? Because that might be a... <laughs> that might be an issue. Sorry, you're frozen now. Um, <laughs> my bad. Ice cool. Um, okay, and then number one. After we expected this to be number one. Um, if it weren't for this next show, I probably would have said a place further than the universe would be my favorite of the winter. But it's because of guess? this because of this one show. Uh, this just blew fucking everything else out of the fucking water. Um, I think Gian knows what I'm gonna say. Can I guess? Yeah. After the rain? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love this show. The show is amazing. First of all, the animation's gorgeous. So good. Like, oh my god, shout out to Studio Wit. Um, but like, treat your animators better. Yeah. Because they do really fantastic work. Like, this show is amazing. Um, so, very controversial subject matter at first uh but i can promise you like nothing bad happens i promise the show is incredible disclaimer yeah like like it it's actually like a total bait and switch it's really just kind of like a coming of age story about like kind of and also like a second coming of age story and sort of rediscovering um your like passions in 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 life so for the main character akira tachibana it's um, running track because that was basically her life for so long until she injured herself and I think because of that she kind of fell into a little bit of depression and then um, her her boss 
at the diner where she works, he really wanted to be a novelist and he never really kind of did anything with that. And now he's, he's, uh, he's divorced. He's the manager at this restaurant. And I think he, and one of his friends is also a, a successful author. So, and I think like their, their friendship, I think they end up kind of helping each other out of like the rut that they've kind of put themselves in. It's just such a great show. Like I love all the characters. I love her. Like I love the main character. Like Akita is so good. Haruka's amazing too. I love her and Haruka's relationship. They're so cute. They had their little like when they went to the festival together in their yukatas, it was it was the best. The show uses sound so yeah. damn well. Like, underratedly. Oh, my God. I mean, just... I know there's an episode. I think it might be seven or something that Akira... Is, it's really hot. And she's, like, walking to the bus stop. And they just use very, very light music and just the sounds of heat and cicadas. And it's, it's like... There's not a lot of words said that episode. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like... that. That's kind of like the thread that's that's going through the episode of, of just... And it's... It's done so damn masterfully. The soundtrack is wonderful. Storyboards. Um, we talked about storyboards for Yorimoi. Oh I mean, yeah. if not for Violet Evergarden, this these may be storyboards of the year or season. Like, they're, the shot composition in this show is incredible. Studio Wit is, you know, even going back to Attack on Titan, what they do with lighting is insane. Uh, the particles um, in the air, everything. It's ufotable esque at times. The scene where um, I'm trying to put this into context without it sounding really strange, but long story short, she's hiding. My life as an anime fan. She's hiding in a closet. And it's like getting really, really hot in there. Um, and then just like out. At one point, she just literally just, like, leaps out of the closet before she, like, it just... But, like, she does it so gracefully and then just passes out. Um, that was a great... It was, it's so great. There's a scene where she's sick, and uh, what I thought was really well done is how, like, actually a positive portrayal of female masturbation where she's, she's like doing it right but it's done it's done super you know the scene i'm talking about yeah where she's in bed and she's sick and it's just done i've it was really interesting to me because i'd never seen that really done in anime before and it was done really tastefully it wasn't done with for male gaze or anything and i thought or with that was a, a really strange donkey noise like in devil man cry baby <laughs> exactly it was uh we got two masturbation scenes in one season look at that yeah, one is incredibly disturbing and weird. <laughs> and now I actually really like that, and I think like, um, it actually took me a minute to figure out what was going on, and I was like, oh. The second the scene ended is when it dawned on me. It's like, oh, oh, oh my! I thought she was really sick and sweating and like breathing heavy, and I was like, oh my god, honey, take a take an Advil, take a Tylenol. And I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, Never oh, mind. Oh. Take your time. Flourish. Do what you gotta do, girl. <laughs> Such a good show. The ED, by the way, Amir kills it. She performed that at AX, and I was so happy that I got to hear it. It was uh, so great. I, I would have died. I would have died. I love hero. her. She, she's a goddess. Like she comes out, and 
you're not even allowed to see her. Like, so they have like the the kind of like lighting, so she's like mm-hmm. a silhouette, and she's just singing her powerful ass voice. And then Yuki Kajira, my mom, comes out and starts playing for her, and she starts singing <laughs> with Yuki Kajira. And I was like, ah, I'm home. Oh my god, I would have died. I love them I so was, much. I was dead. This show blew by me, but it sounds really interesting from what you've told me. It's good, at least from an artistic perspective. Like, just it's gorgeous. Uh, RC Anime did a video of cinematography of the year, and uh, one of the sections that he did was After the Rain. So, even if you just watch that to like look how beautiful it is to get you to watch it, because it's incredible. Um, it is um unfortunately on Amazon, so Ooh. you kind of have to like search for it. Um, but it is there, I promise. Um, Amazon has this weird streak that every season it's had at least one show that I'm interested in. It's incredible. Since anime, yeah. since anime strike has happened, I've literally had a run of an Amazon show on, and I was like, I can't drop it. It's like it's like a blessing and a curse, because it's like there's so many great shows on that service that are just like in limbo like I don't know if there's ever going to be a physical release which is really heartbreaking because like recreators needs a physical release oh my god they better rescue season 2 of Umaru that's all I'm saying (laughs) yes maybe I'm just kidding um I think so yeah um it's pretty much all my winter stuff um my honorable mentions go to Mitsuboshi Colors because um, I just found it really endearing and hilarious and they're just like these really cute little shitlords. Um, <laughs> not quite as demented as um, Asabe Asabase. <laughs> and then of course uh, Yudu Camp or Laid Back Camp um, which yes. kind of made me want to go camping for a bit um, even and though I really camping hate Camping in the camping. winter is nice. Me too. And then I remembered I would have to involve like actually doing labor and being outside and stuff. And I'm like, but video games. And 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 the little acorns don't even talk in real life. Boo. <laughs> it's just like my favorite thing about the show is anytime they would show like acorns or firewood, just like this tiny little acorn would be like, Konnichiwa. <laughs> I love this. So cute. Anyway, so that's my winter. Um, I'll do mine winter next. Um, since you're, since you said pop team epic already, I'll swap, I'll swap it out with, with a show that tied for the tied for it. But first my number five card captor, Sakura clear card, Woo! because Tomoyo best girl, who'd you say? Tomoyo best girl. We, we'll talk later. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, I, I grew up with, the watching it watching sakura avalon um on tv in the mornings and so that so that there was the nostalgia factor and then i also liked how it was like i also liked how quickly i learned like oh here's what they changed and here's what it actually is which was which was nice it wasn't it didn't like completely it didn't ruin my childhood or anything but it was interesting to see and really just the wholesomeness of it was just so nice so nice like it's like one of the few truly family-friendly shows that funimation licensed like 
you could watch this with your kids and it would be perfectly fine. Like like young children can watch it, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. There's such a spectrum when it comes to like um clamp series cuz it's like there's stuff like like X um which is like really violent. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's but it was like it was so groundbreaking at the time because it was one of the first like shoujo romance type mangas that was very like violent and graphic and um you know and that there was there was a lot of controversy when it first came out um Mm -hmm. but it was like one of my favorites i think my first clamp though is probably chobits if i recall correctly i think that would be my first clamp if i after card cap after card captors since i knew what anime was was I want to say it was Chobits, Angelic Lair, X, then maybe Holic. Holic was like maybe my se- was after Chobits for me, but yeah. I just loved like it was nostalgic and just really fun and clean and pure and mm. and wholesome and I I just want every all, everyone in that show to just hug and be happy and just. Warmthness. Shout out to Meg Shipman. She does a really great cover of the opening. Yes, she does. In English. I actually got to watch her perform that live at Mini Minicon uh, earlier this mm. summer, so that was pretty dope. Cute. A complete 180 from that show for my fourth is Garo Vanishing Line. Because that See, show I was awesome. I included that last year because it started in the fall oh um some 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 people do it differently um I forgot but, when it started exactly um but yeah so yeah that show is amazing yeah i the dub performances blew me away like maddie morris and uh talison jaffe um were the main characters and they were just perfect like oh my god and then the action scenes were just insane. Oh, you can't forget Zadoba. Right. And then um, the lady character whose name escapes me, uh, Trina Nishimura's character. She her was Gina. Gina, yes. Gina, like her arc was amazing. Like I had chills during her big during her big fight. I mean, obviously Luke is best boy. <laughs> That's just me. We'll talk later. <laughs> God, he's he's so fucking attractive. It's not fair. Oh yeah, my god. He is a little too cute for anyone's own good. Um, yeah, there was that. Uh, th- number three and Jen uh, Luna told me I'm supposed to rag on you for this for whatever reason. Um, my my third is uh is is laid back camp because I'm a. I turned... He just got, he just had a late start watching it, and apparently does not like Best Girl, but we'll talk about that later. Is, do we agree on Best Girl? I didn't even pick a Best Girl. I love them all so much. I mean, it's Sakura. It's just okay. I, I I'm fine with anyone being the best girl on that <laughs> on that squad. <laughs> just like I'm not even I'm gonna just... put up a fight. They're, they're yeah, I, I. They all have valid arguments for Best Girl, so I. I will agree with whatever anyone says. Luna, you agree with me, right? Um, 
I really, really have a soft spot for the drunk teacher. <laughs> well, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm in the. I'm. I'm oh, you'll you'll get watching. there. She, that She's sounds, great. That sounds like a, that sounds the like best. A hoot. And I love her. <laughs> the best way to get a club advisor is by blackmail. It turns out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. It's, okay. I've, on. I, you, you'll understand. In a, you'll understand. <laughs> you'll understand when you get there. I'm excited. But uh, it, yeah, that show taught that show, and that as well as Amanshu and um, maybe Season I guess two. Konohana and. Uh, Kino's journey taught me that I'm an Iyashike junkie. I just love the mellow, love the mellow vibe they have. Yeah, but have you seen Flying Witch? Uh, half of it, and I own the Blu-ray, so I'll finish it eventually. I like that one too. It's good. Um, but yeah, it just makes you want to go camping or just appreciate a cold, a cool morning in a scarf. Um, right. Second from that is uh, Overlord Two. Uh. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite isekai in a weight in a genre that shouldn't be as saturated as it is. Uh, I love the characters, and especially in this this second season, a season I thought they were a lot of fun. There was a lot, there was a lot more action, a lot less politicking, which I think that I think is a which I think they found the balance for in uh, in season two and. Like I said, mm-hmm. the uh, characters crush Lulu is best girl of that season. Um, that I will fight for. Uh, and honestly, I just loved the. I just liked how they played with like light and dark in different areas. Just not really to symbolize anything, but just as a sort of to offer like some variety, since it it would be sort of like mid brightness <laughs> the entire time otherwise. I have seen approximately 0.5 episodes of Overlord. I'm sorry to say. You didn't even make it out of the first season. <laughs> I will get to it eventually. It's on the never-ending list of things I need to watch. Oy. Yeah, um, Overlord 2 and then my number my number one for winter is Violet Evergarden. Oh my Ooh. god, that show was the brilliantly executed and made me feel things. Um, episode ten is a strong contender for episode of the year. Oh my god, that yeah. one! Everyone that one got I, me. I everyone on the threads I was posting on it about was that saying, one got me. Was like when I like was saying, dude, wait till episode ten. If you're crying now, wait till episode ten. That's bro. what I said. Did you uh, pirate See, it, or did you go? Were you watching it seasonally, or were you? Did you wait for the Netflix release? I watched it on Netflix. That's yeah, I, I, did I didn't too. hear about. I didn't hear about it until I learned that Netflix was uh, getting it. So, you know, my thing with with that was I, especially because it's Kyoani and everything Kyoani, I give my money to. I I was gonna wait like like a good boy, and all of a sudden everything was getting. Sp- Spoiled for me. So episode one was fine because I had seen it at AX, uh, and then episode two came around, oh, yeah, and right. everyone there. was spoiling the hell out of it. Boo. And, I, and I was, and I would mute the tags, and there was just nothing. And I was like, I can either, I can either survive or not survive. So I chose to survive. Um, a valiant effort. Um, yeah, I had Canadian friends that got to watch it. Must be. Week to week. Yeah. 
Netflix simulcast. <sighs> and I, I also uh, the show and story were beautiful, but I just love one thing that I like about it was I got to completely just like let my nerd out with the, uh, the alpha, writing with system, the alphabet and writing system they used because not only. Not only did they have have uppercase and lowercase, it part of it was a cipher, and I just ate my little linguist heart out, just having <clears throat> having fun deciphering that. And yeah, that 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 was a good time. The story was great too, but the aesthetics in it the are, was just were what made me a very happy boy. Let me tell you something, I. Probably the thing I was most happy about production-wise was how involved Haruka Fujita was, who is an up-and-coming director at KyoAni. I love yeah. her. She Everything she puts her hands on is awesome. Her storyboards, very famously, Hibike Euphonium Episode 8, the infamous hike, has her fingerprints all over it. And I also believe that she storyboarded the first half of Episode 1 of Season 2 or the second half of Episode 1. season. Mm-hmm. The second half of Episode 1, Season 2, which features the Kumire uh, Firework Festival. So Haruka Fujita getting a larger role in the studio and having more creative decisions within the company is enormous for the industry because she is like... To call her the next Yamada, I feel may feel like hyperbole, but she's that damn good. Like her episode, which was five, uh, she directed that and Yamada uh-huh. storyboarded it, which is like the power team of power teams. Uh, that was the episode with the with the princess and the uh, the other guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, but like I mean, that episode, just the direction, the use of flowers, everything was just incredible. And then that last scene where. She puts her uh, her her keeper's hand on her forehead as they cr- like. This is just it's incredible. Everything about what she did and Ishidate, who is honestly he gets a lot of shit uh, as like the weakest of the Kiwani directors. Mm, He's yeah. probably one of my favorite episode directors. He directed my favorite directed episode of UFO, which is season two, episode nine, where Kumiko goes to Asuka's house. Like he's such a talent. What's the okay? What's the episode in season two where, um, where Kumiko hides up against the wall? Like, like you can't see me. Okay. That's my favorite thing that happens in the entire show. She's the best. So just, I love how a lot of people in that studio really got to shine the music, everything like, you know, as, as Matt said, like the production was Mm -hmm. just outstanding. And if you're in, I'm sorry, go. One of my favorite things about um, about that they did in Violet Evergarden was just like all the symbolism and use of of hands, since she lost hers and like is trying yeah. to sort of find what like makes her human yet has yet has a job where she has to express emotions with artificial hands. The sort the the how they played with like ideological contrast there at, there and had that. The, her hands and gloves be a symbol I thought was just brilliantly well done mm-hmm. and that's like such a great story for them to adapt because they're so good at highlighting like a Kyoani scene is never just looking at faces and stuff it's always like what are your hands doing what are your legs doing what are, what, what are your like, eyes how, doing what are your eyes doing and Haruka Fujita feet. loves to play with that Yamada loves feet like it's everything about your body and how that builds up your human condition so Violet not having a hand and 
learning these these human feelings is just like really what i thought would be the one group that i could think of that would i would recommend that to would be people with like combat ptsd because a lot of that a lot of what violet was experiencing was readjusting to civilian life and finding her place there so i honest whenever so whenever i would see her try to like figure stuff out all i could think of was like this is she's basically a war veteran trying to readjust but she's also a child true child because, soldier because basically. anime <laughs> yeah because anime how old is she again like 19 or something like no she's like 14 or 15 or something crazy yeah she's like really oh. young really wow. young yeah it's something that i was jarred by i did not catch that at all damn so that'd be that. Yeah. Um, and that's my number one. Other honorable mentions: uh, Pop Team, Pop Team Epic Universe, um, Dagashikashi Two, and da, 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 where was it? Um, yeah, Dagashikashi and yeah, Dagashikashi Two. Uh, all great, fun little shows. Oh, and. Master of teasing Takagi-san. <laughs> that it's was awesome. just once I warm once I warmed up to it, it it was a lot of fun. For some reason I thought that was in the spring, but sometimes all these shows just kind of blend together. They mesh. I just checked in. I just checked. Uh, no, Anna's I'm sure you're right. Season list and it like, was on there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure you're right. It's just like I said, all these things tend to blend together, and then I get confused. Yeah. Anyway. And now our honored guest. Woo! Last but not so, least for this season. Comp- so I'm using movies. I'm not including a leftovers, although that made it complicated because uh, March came in like a lion was leftovers oh, yeah. season two. Yeah, March was incredible. Um, my favorite arc with uh, Shimada. So number five, I have After the Rain, as we've all talked about it. Incredible show. I just love the storyboards, the art, the music. Oh, the music is so good. Um, and we've, I think we've said all we need to say about that. At number four, I have the Trinibio movie, uh, take me on. What a delightful experience. I, I, it was a show that I watched a couple years ago and I really, really had a lot of fun with it and it was great to revisit it. Just kill any standard up, you know, top to bottom. I think Matt, Matt just bought it. I just bought it. Yeah. I watched it Um, like last week or so. It was wonderful. It's so good. I've already watched it like five times. <laughs> we finally got the romantic payoff between Rika and right? Yuta. Like finally, Jesus God, Christ, like that. And also, um, the best uh, buddy cop show ever. Yeah, starring Duck Duck and Mori and fucking Mori Summer. I love that so much. I love them. Oh my God. Yes, that. I know that they, <laughs> they like they pretend they hate thing. each other, but they're besties. No, and no, the best. My, the, ever since the kiss in the Christmas episode, like, <laughs> oh my god, I love them so much. I love I, how I, just well organized the the sister is. Like, oh, you aren't gonna do this. Here's some blackmail. Oh, you aren't her. gonna do that either. Here's Dude, some Toka's more scary. blackmail. She is my best girl. I, like, yeah, the sister she is. is an, I love evil geniuses, and she's an evil genius. Fun fact: I met. Um, Genevieve Simmons, who is the voice of her in the dub. Oh, yeah? Um, 
and um, she signed some of my art cards. That's awesome. It was really cool. She's she's so good. I love it. Just, but the you know what I loved about that film is that they do the absurd so well, like the buddy cop, yeah. like they're like running on the train and they look ridiculous, and and they also do like the serious because at the end of the day, Junibio is a show about mourning, about moving on, and about growing up. And Kiyani has a really a lot of shows don't do tonal shifts well. We mentioned March a little while ago. Like, I'm not a big fan of how March does it or Your Lie in April or stuff like that. But I think Chunibyu is a show that does it so well. And I appreciate that. And there's scenes of, of you know, the, the solitude conveyed or the feelings of yeah. loneliness. It, it's just... An, and Kyoani doesn't really get a lot of chances to do kisses. So that was really nice. Because, like, not even... Not even in their romantic there, yeah. stuff. Like, Cla- yeah. I can't think of a Kyoani kiss scene. Like, not even Clanad. You know what I mean? So... Oh wow! Now come to think of it, I think like, they just I like I think they literally held hands and then she was and then she had a baby. Tomoya and I are having babies and bam, Yushio's wow. born. Wear gloves, kids. <laughs> no glove, no glove, no love. No love. Um. So at number three, I have Violet Evergarden, and the, we didn't mention the soundtrack of Violet Evergarden, which is probably one of the best of the year. Uh, along mm-hmm. with After the Ranges. Um, okay, so shout out to Juliet Simmons, um, also known as GB Phonic. She does a really great cover of the ending yeah. theme. I love covers. The ending is so good. Um, it kind of reminded me of Beyond the Boundary. It was kind of similar. I, I don't yeah. think it was the same storyboarder, but... I'm not sure. It was a very similar, um, what do I want to say, mood. I love how KyoAni. So I'm not a big fan of the ending of Violet Evergarden. That's what's keeping it from being higher. I thought the show probably peaked at episode 11 when Violet visits the, the soldier who was unable yeah. to. I felt that the show peaked. I felt that the last little arc was not good enough. Like it just, I don't know. It felt unnecessary and out of place. Um, that kind of made me feel a bit uneven about a show that I otherwise loved. Um, but. The show probably could have ended at eleven or even ten for that matter, but it it was just incredible. What'd My number two special episode. I still haven't seen the OVA yet. I'm dying. I'm, I'm pissed at my sister. It's, it's so good. Yeah, I gotta it's, watch it's it. It's really good. Just like a completely different kind of take on what you'd expect. I'm down for that. I love I'm trying fun. to remember like when it takes place, but it's sort of like somewhere in between one of the beginning episodes, but I don't remember which one. I thought it took place it. like after that, like when she like after she settled into her job more. No, I'm very sure it's mm. the beginning. I could be wrong. A, a daddy. It's been a, it's, Claudia it's, is. It's. <laughs> Jesus, he's gorgeous. Like Kiwani has two of the top like gorgeous okay. men of this year. Like he is very pretty. I don't. I don't know how they do it. Cause like, um, like I I just I. Same, same, they, same. Exactly. They just, they just draw really pretty people. They're so good. I don't like. I look at Claudia and I was like, "Wow!" How, and then the the other lady, the the other the the really pretty lady who wears red, who's like always like teasing Claudia, like she's gorgeous too. So we have like this gorgeous man and this gorgeous woman, and I was like, "Wow! Please make babies!" Like the world deserves it. I, yeah, you're thinking of Cadalea Baudelaire, and I really wish that she had gotten more development because. Me too. I, she was like one of the characters I was genuinely curious about. Like, okay, like what's what's her sto- what's her story? Tell me, 
about her. We know the backs. We know everyone, just about everyone else's at least basic background, but like nothing about about Catalea. And she je- seems genuinely interesting. And we got like a little, but we got like a teaspoons full, but that's about it. I just want to know I agree. why the blonde guy wears heeled boots. Because he's fabulous. Yeah, he's Not fabulous. Not there's anything wrong with that. They're amazing. Don't judge him. It's just, I've never seen that in an anime. That's not Utena. Innovating. They're in, they're in, oh. Shout they're out to innovating. Yeah. Shout out to Ikuhara. Yes. Oh, man. We Shout will get to, to Ikuhara. That's going to be an Nanami. episode. So, my number two is a film. And honestly, if not for another film that I'm sure we'll talk about later, it would have been my, my movie of the year and maybe my anime of the year. Uh, Makia. I only got to see it once. I was really sad. I have only seen it once, and my sister and I walked out of that theater sniffling, crying. It was probably... I'm a sucker for family stories. KyoAni does a lot of those, and a lot of my favorites are, you know, commentaries on family and love. Like, the damn movie had, like, four emotional climaxes and somehow kept raising the stakes. And PA Works did an incredible job with the background art. And just just in general, and what delicate touch it had with humanity, love, family, um, it handled the action great. wasn't a fan of the CGI. Um, yeah, I didn't feel like it needed it. You're you're doing a movie like kind of like Mirai, uh, also this year, oh, like you CGI other, for a damn dog. The, the <laughs> other film that made me cry the entire time. Really? Oh yeah. Good movie. Not as um, not as hard as Machia, but it got pretty close. Like like I realized that like when I went to the bathroom at the end of the, the end of the movie, I, and I looked in the mirror that like half the makeup from my face was missing. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet out a picture after this podcast is done of me was, after Machia. Because I was just Cause like look- I was just like this, just like rubbing my face the entire time, just like. And I was just like, oh, God, I literally just wiped away all of my makeup on this side of my face. I want to see Maki again. I really do. And I was like, it's getting a home release. I was like trying to like hide like in like my sweater. Like, please don't look at me. Even though like no one can see you because it's dark. But um, Big mood. I'm sure everyone else was like sobbing their eyes out, but anyway. I need to see Maki. I've heard nothing but good things. It's incredible. Oh. Like I, I cannot. I think... There's not enough superlatives to to sing his praise. I think. I think. Um, is Shout Factory putting it out? I don't remember. It's getting a home release. I, it's either I know Shout Factory or G Kids. I think. I think it's G Kids. I can't remember. Um, My number one should come anyway. as no surprise to anybody. A place further than the universe. Yorimori. Yeah. Just. Beautiful. Just a wonderful character story. Everything that I love about anime encapsulated into one beautiful story of of youth and greatness. And Madhouse, thank you for making anime because you're so good at it. Who's everyone's favorite girl? Okay, so I go back and forth between Hinata and Shirase. Yeah, Um, same. I think right now I'm team Hinata, but if you ask me tomorrow, I'm probably Shirase. Hinata's, I think those are objectively the two best written girls. Yeah, I think I, I um, agree. 
Yuzu is is really quirky and so is Himari, but I think just like I don't know, I really like when anime just gives us people and completely like breaks them down and like tears them apart and like shows us who like what's really inside. And I felt like Shirasa and Hinata got that treatment even more so than than Yuzu who went through a lot. I just I felt like they were completely like revealed to us like their their true soul and everything that they hide under their exterior and i really appreciated that and i loved what was under i love their exterior and i love what was under I loved, don't make me choose i can't i love that shit i say uh, stood up to hinata's quote-unquote friends piss off yeah like, like it, was, it was just great she basically just just she was just like yeah just like go fuck, fuck you yourselves <laughs> like you suck was, okay, if I had to pick, I guess I guess fantastic. I'd say Hinata because I just felt like she, she gave me more of an emotional ride than I think the others did, just not by at least by a little bit. So I, I guess I'm Team Hinata. Um, I was pro. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I really like her personality the best. Um, yeah, she's just like I, I would, I would hang out with her. Probably. They're all, they're all good. I mean, I, I would hang out with all of them, but yeah. Talk, you know, we had, we didn't even talk about the fact that there's canonically, you know, um, Shirase canonically has two moms. Like that was a really cool aspect yeah. of that. It was a ve- it, it was a very good year for LGBTQ anime. Like it was just awesome. Like we got it right from the damn jump with Yorimoi, and it was in the most low key way ever. And I love that that Takako and uh, Gin are. Shirasa's mothers, and I thought it was done very tactfully and very nicely. And after rewatching it, you're just like, "Damn, like that, that hits home." Especially at the end with the emails and, and everything. So, oh God, no, not the emails! Not the emails. Stop, I can't, stop. I can't listen to the song without dying. <sighs> God, those so emails. Oh my God, that was awful and fantastic, and oh, oh, oh God. Hashtag, but those emails. Not those emails. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, couldn't resist the joke. <laughs> Anywho, that's that's winter for Yay! this year. It's funny how we're talking about winter, a different winter while we're in winter. It's weird. Well, it's still technically we're in fall, quote unquote. Yeah. Winter. Uh, winter theoretically doesn't start till uh, the twenty first, I think. Really? That late? Isn't that the winter solstice? I forget. Isn't it always on the 21st? I don't know. That's when my friends usually... The more we know. No, it's not It's not a set date. It's a set, like, X days after however long or whatever. Yeah, well... Moving on to spring, because we have no clue what we're talking about now. <laughs> Whichever day the uh, is the darkest. Anyway. Um, yeah. I was most excited for spring. Yeah, spring was also pretty good, too. Um, I think we were most excited for... Oh, crap. Wait, which season was Attack on Titan in? Spring. Okay. Spring. Summer. summer, summer, summer. Never never mind. Wait, yeah, yeah, he's right, summer. It's on my list in summer. Yeah, summer. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, spring. Um, I think this is probably the most spring show because it has... Um, 
it sort of in the title, but maybe also not. Anyway, the point is, um, Hinamatsuri. Uh, the yes. show is so endearing and heartwarming and fucking hilarious. Hysterical. Mm-hmm. It's it's I, as I, much as I've ever laughed watching anime. Um, yeah. Okay. Was... Like, if you want reaction faces, this is a treasure trove of reaction faces. I love all the characters. I love their relationships with one another. Um... <laughs> the situational comedy. Just like, like the concept of what's happening. Yeah. Like. There's a there's a middle schooler being a a bartending savant. I love her. She's my yeah. like conceptually. Character. Like I just mean conceptually. It is conceptually hilarious <laughs> that an alien appears in front of a yakuza member and the yakuza guy can't get rid of her because she's gonna break his stuff. So now he has to domesticate her. Like just conceptually, it's and hysterical. Then, and then another alien shows up and then bless on um, bless her Anzu like bless Anzu. Yeah, I love her. And then ends up like helping out these like ho- this like colony of like homeless people. And then like really like it's just such a heartwarming show. And also it's fucking hysterical. My like uh, when 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 Hitomi uh, talks to the talks to her teacher, and she accidentally calls her mom, and then she, <laughs> the teacher just responds like, "Yeah, I, I'm." I'm your mommy. And <laughs> it's just like, what? Yeah, that was weird, but hilarious. <laughs> it just, like, cuts to something else, and it's just like, oh my god, I love this show. I mean, or like when fucking Mao just like kicks the coconuts away, and she's like, you're just a bunch of stupid coconuts! Yeah, the like complete castaways treatment on that. And then they, and then they turn into, the, but then they turned into like two pieces of plot. I don't know. Like, this show is. A, she, per- she was able to personify them more with her power. But my favorite, one of my favorite scenes, has to be the 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 psychic duel off between Hina and oh, Anzu stuff. because oh, some yeah. of the reactions in there were just like brilliant and hilarious. Like when he, like when Hina basically <laughs> just snaps Anzu's neck, trying to get her to look the, to look to look to the right. It was oh my god, Amanda Lee's reactions the- were just hilarious they shove they shove each other's fingers up up each other's noses like it's just the show is ridiculous i love it so much so hard like up their nose so hard they touch their brain yeah (sighs) um so yeah this show oh my god um the the manga is also really great too i highly recommend the manga as well um, up next is probably like my favorite predecessor that are not pretty. I'm so tired. Successor? It's Successor. Late. It's, it's almost two. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, also, I may or may not have. But blame the whiskey. Um, and drain. Anyway, it's like a spiritual successor to MMO Junkie, but uh, Wotakoi Love is Hard for Otaku. Again, every season, yeah, Amazon has has a show. Um, I, I adore the show to pieces. Um, I love the characters. I love how they're just like unapologetically nerdy in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like the girl is probably me. <laughs> like, I don't know, just I like. Oh my god, like there's just every single character 
is an otaku to some degree like um like there's the woman that's like a she's not just a fujoshi she like cosplays like fujo characters um and then just gets like the you know just like gives autographs to tons of screaming fangirls and it's just it's just fantastic and her boyfriend just like both supports it but just gives her like the weirdest looks about it at the same time which is like get you a guy who does that there are so many get but also there are so many get you a significant also, also, other yeah. memes about mm-hmm. that show that it that like those memes could take on a show life of their but own like when she gets him to read that uh yaoi for the first time <laughs> yes <laughs> And, like, he gets mad because he didn't end up with the guy that he wanted him to end up with. It's like, oh, God, it's too perfect. Uh, um, yeah, there's, like, tons and tons and tons and tons of, like, references in the show. Like, at one point, um, there's, there's like, a kaiji reference. Uh, there's, like, a Joe. Of course, there's a JoJo's reference. JoJo's anime. <laughs> um, yeah, there's... Oh, God, there's just so many. They're fantastic. Um, there's, like, tons of Sailor Moon references. Like, I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, so, yeah, if you're uh, sick and tired of, like, you know, the 40,000th uh, anime that takes place in a high school, um, this one takes place in an office. <laughs> With, like, actual working adults. So it's working people doing working things. Um, it's just a really cute, adorable rom-com. Kind of similar to MMO Junkie. Um, except, in this case, they actually work in the same office building. Like, they're all in the same department. Um, so it's kind of like a Gretzko, except everyone's human. <laughs> and if you aren't tired of, uh, tired of high school, watch Real Girl. Um, oh, and then next is, um, actually, we did an episode on this show, um, a few episodes ago, uh, but that's Kakurio, Spirit Bed and Breakfast. Um, I've read the manga for this, um, it's, it's a Jose, it's, I guess, like, if you're a fan of, like, Kamisama Kiss, or Kamisama Hajime Mashita, um, basically, except in this case, the girl is actually an adult. So imagine if, like, the um, office lady character uh, got transported to another world. Ah, it's an isekai. Just kidding. Aren't <laughs> um, they all? Except nobody ends up in a video game. Um, or with superpowers. But, yeah, basically, uh, if the if the main if if Aoi had a superpower, it would be like cooking really, really, really good food. Yeah. I guess her food does like somehow embody like spirit energy that empower that empowers uh spirits so maybe that is her maybe she does have a power um i'm trying to briefly summarize my feelings because we we talked about this in 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 depth on, our, on that episode but essentially uh a girl gets like spirited away to um the like yokai realm or like spirit realm because her grandfather uh, decided to use her as collateral um, for the tab that he rang up at this uh, bed and breakfast and instead of becoming the bride of the 
of like this tangu spirit uh she's like no i'm gonna work my i'm gonna work off this debt and i'm gonna make food and um i'm gonna do this my way and she's just awesome like she doesn't take anybody's shit um i want to eat all the food that they have on the show um, yeah do not watch this on an empty stomach it'll just make you angry <laughs> yeah uh, shout out to Emily Neves. She plays the main character. Um, and wrote the show. And, yeah, and, and she did the scripts. Uh, I think that's all I have to say about that one. Um, I guess next would be uh, Tata Never Falls in Love. It's by the exact same team that did um, Nozaki-kun. Um, the, it's even, like, the same band that did the opening theme. Um, God, that show i love it so much like i had to skip ahead in the dub because like it was legit making me anxious about what's gonna happen you thought, with them. you thought it was gonna go somewhere and i told you it wasn't i and i know but still like if i i i'm just like okay just back back off and i'll be happy but he was like hey i'm friendly and i'm gonna stick around and all i can think was okay he's up to something I've seen where these go, and he wasn't. And I told you he wasn't. Anyway, uh, this show's adorable. It's a cute foreign girl meets Japanese guy, I guess, who's like really like stoic and shows no emotions except he does for reasons. Anyway, uh, the point is, there's a really awesome cat in this show. Cats are good. Yeah, go and there's an there's an entire episode. That's from the cat's perspective. And whoever wrote this show clearly has a cat because everything about it is so realistic. <laughs> like just to how cats think to what's what it's like to own a cat. Um, like there's a scene where Nyanka Big like just literally tries to like sit on Tata's face to get him to wake up to feed him and like all this stuff. And it's just or like how he he has like the one favorite toy that's just completely annihilated. They call that toy his girlfriend because he's always with it. And <laughs> it's like they try to get him a new one and like he just refuses to play with it. It's fantastic. Whoever did and speaking of Yonko Big, whoever did the casting props for casting Javon Jackson as Yonko Big because that narration was just brilliant it like the voice fit but it didn't and it just was perfect somehow i just could not i could not get enough of his narration i think he's also neonta in log horizon if i'm not yeah that's basically correctly I'm, i'm pretty sure that was the joke behind casting him because he already he's already has experience as a cat <laughs> cat experience very valuable prior yes. job experience will get you anywhere um, and I guess my number one for that season is, of course, Megalobox. Very good. Uh, that, that show is banging. I'm watching it again on Toonami. The dub how's is the, really how's good. How's the dub? I was going to ask. It's really it's good. It's really good. I'm very it's glad. It's really, really good. Yeah. I, I love this show. Um, I like the animation. Spe- Shout out to TMS. Um, Shout out to TMS. Yeah, it's. God, it's so good. Like, the soundtrack's fantastic. Um, it's probably like the second anime this year to have a freestyle rap scene. Um, 
Like, it's they, they put this weird, like, old-school filter over it. It's just such a great throwback. It, has a very it feels like a 90s aesthetic. anime. It does. I love the... I love the trainer's character arc. Like, he, he to me... Oh, yeah. Nambasan. So, so, Joe, uh, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times sports anime really leans into the cliches a lot. And not that Megalobox doesn't. Yeah. But I do feel like uh, like Nambu, like, he really undercuts a lot of that. And how Joe is, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, a vessel for what the story wants to tell. And doesn't, at times, feel human. But his trainer did right and i think that that yeah. was huge for the show and i thought it was an interesting way to write it how joe was just at times it felt that joe was just a way to move the plot but you also root for him and you like his story and the idea of fakes being the real thing and yeah. i loved that like i thought it was i thought it was so genius the way that they use both like they made him into someone like they made him into the real thing both because his characterization was done so purposefully and by the by the trainer being going from like a literal cheat and garbage guy to somebody that had morals to stand by that lost his eye in the process both of them i love that um and i guess my honorable mentions um was this like sh- this series of shorts called Michiri Neko? Um, if you ever want to be healed, like if you've just had a really crappy day, excuse me, um, and you just you just need something light and stupid and cute to watch, the they're only like three minutes long. It's literally about a bunch of cats in inside one of those like crane games. And they all, all have different personalities. It's like the greatest thing ever. Aww. <laughs> like, no, like seriously, watch it. It will heal you. It will heal you. Um, and then next, only just because I couldn't fit it on this list because I can only pick five, uh, would be Golden Kamui. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm currently reading the manga. It's amazing. It's I think I think season like like the second season is actually really increased in production values um no one's really talking about it anymore though it's just kind of sad um but it's still really good true it is i like Um, the i like the silence of the lambs uh taxidermist guy he's fun oh god (laughs) uh yeah he he puts the lotion in the basket for sure (laughs) um (laughs) Ah, okay anyway so that that's it for me for spring right uh jen you go next because i want to blow everybody away with my number one pick so i'll say so i'll save myself for last so you go next okay then so my number five my hero academia um kind of surprising because i do make a lot of fun of it on twitter and it wasn't my favorite arc but i was really light on spring um, I only really watched. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a movie in my top five, but I really only watched four shows uh, in the spring. And Hero was not bad. Um, I did enjoy the Bakugo retrieval arc, and Bakugo is my favorite character, so Bakugo getting spotlight was good. But I, I wasn't too, I wasn't too big a fan of the of the summer training arc or the um, provisional license exams. So I thought it was a spotty. Thought it was a spotty season. 
but the bright points like Bakugo and Deku's fight at the end was just incredible and it was bones at their very best yeah like that sure. was that was like the sak- you know what's funny that's not even the best Sakuga in uh in like a shonen anime this year because Boruto episode 65 was like a who's who of animators but damn it if My Hero Academia did not try with that Bakugo and Deku fight so some of my favorite animation in that show involves Bakugo just doing his explosion thing. It is just so smooth and so articulate, and it's just fun to watch. He's pleasing great to the eye because, and the way that they animate him is great because he he's like he is hissing defiance, right? Like he's a radiator that just hisses anger and defiance and fuck you. Like that's what he radiates. But he's in so much control. While being yeah. so angry, so in the scene where um, the League of Villains is trying to get him and he's just trying to like stay away to buy all my time, like his movements are expressed so like viciously and angry, but he's also in total control of everything that's going on, which is just done wonderfully by Bones. Also, his parents are fantastic. Oh, his mom, yes, is his dad is. I love me. Clearly, his mom wears the pants. I love Mitsuki. Mitsuki is like the best. Mitsuki uh, is best. Hey, is new best mom. You can still wear a skirt and be in charge. Just saying. Can. And Bakushima this season was very good. Bakushima is a good ship. Yes. And that uh, gang orca. Oh man, cool. that ship exploded! Holy crap! Oh yeah, my, my sister's like all aboard. She's like obsessed with uh, Kitty Baku, so I'm I'm by extension. I've I've <laughs> gotten into so many arguments with so many people. Um, about who who we ship? Um, Bakanari, anyone? Bakanari? What's Bakanari? No. Um, <laughs> Bakugo and Kaminari, his other. Uh, I don't like Kaminari. Kaminari's a loser. I just the the. I like, like his I, power. I don't. The only things I don't ship are Bakugo and Deku because I feel like that's really toxic, and I don't like Jiro and Kaminari because Jiro's a raging lesbian. Like don't. Like I don't know yeah, who they're totally. You know, like Jiro and Momo are just let that be. Okay, yeah, Jiro, I, mean, I can see, but Momo, really? No, no yeah, Jiro, dude, are you kidding Jiro me? Jiro Momo, Jiro Momo is an A plus ship. It's, it's like, yeah, no, Momo, Momo is gay. Yeah, capital G. <laughs> okay, that's capital gonna have to be a conversation G. for something else because that went right <laughs> by me. me. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 like a it's like a thing. Oh my god. Um, <coughs> my number four is Hina Matsuri, and as I think we've we've said all we need to say. My favorite joke in Hina Matsuri, uh, however, is the uh, "not cool" when they yes. s- yeah, like they. Th- if you haven't seen Hina Matsuri, you just need to get to the "not cool" scene. Uh, the noises, the voice acting. Now, I didn't watch it dubbed. I don't know if you saw it dubbed, Luna and uh, Matt. yeah, I you watched both. How, how was it dubbed? I was told on Twitter to stay away from the dub, and I I, I like dubs a lot. What? Yeah, people what? said the dub is awesome. People said don't watch the dub; that the jokes don't translate. Like I was yelled at by like my friends, like Zaria on Twitter, also a YouTuber. Okay, oh, well, yeah. she's a couple she's, like, of jokes. Super anti sub. She's super anti dub. A couple jokes say, don't. She's, but... she's very like staunchly subtitled. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me also the funimation app is literally the worst thing in existence so i would have got fury the only reason i stopped watching hina matsuri dub is because the funimation app got me furious so i stopped i just used the website 
the website sucks too, man. Like I was working on a Steins Gate video the other day, and I wanted to, I needed to rewatch a scene, and the uh, the website is so like clunky that I just went to YouTube and watched one of those scenes that it's like a tiny square in the bottom with like you know like a freaking nebula. You know what I'm talking about? How they have to make the screen yeah yeah so that they don't get it's so annoying. I haven't um, had any issues with it, but that's that's neither um, here nor there. I, I've I've had my my fair share, but. Um, I usually use my uh, Roku app. I use my PS3, and it's horrible on the PS3. I'm on no, a crusade against my, Funimation right now. I, have, I use I my laptop. That, no, I've 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 heard that from multiple people. Like for some reason, the PS3 version just sucks. It's it's like Luna. It's unusable. I'm telling yeah, you, no, like, it's unusable. <laughs> there are times that I'm just like, I'm not I'm not using this. I'm just gonna I can't. I'm pay for it, and I'm just like I, I I'm not using this. Um. <laughs> Number three, Megalobox. Uh, we've said it's great. Watch it. It's a it's a throwback anime and aesthetic and everything. I, I'm not a big boxing guy, but I I really enjoyed Megalobox. Um, my number two, we haven't talked about it. Steins Gate Zero. I am huge Steins Gate trash, and Steins Gate Zero for me was a very odd experience because at times I felt it was better than its first season. And other times I felt it was total garbage and it was a roller, <laughs> like changing directors was a really bad decision. Um, yeah, that was awful. I have no idea what they were doing. The core, like I, 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 it, uh, it was just like, why would you with such a, with such an important like intellectual property? Like, why would you, why would you just do that? Because clearly the person who did it, it was not experienced. They did. They think they've only done like two shows. Uh, not in the genre and it was just handled poorly like i thought the scenes episode eight for me is still probably one of the best of the year that's when okabe is reunited with kurisu in a world line uh and like the highs of steins gate zero Mm -hmm. for me my favorite scene is probably um in steins gate my favorite scene in the steins gate universe is probably in steins gate zero but also the scenes i think are horrible like the worst in the show so it really does like this balance of wow you're so good and wow you're so bad like wow you're, but like the highs are so high and the lows are so low so it was a very odd watching experience i've only played the visual novel for zero um and i've seen like the first two episodes um and yeah it's been a really mixed bag i love the original uh, the original's it's, great like, so much. one of my favorite shows probably fucking ever um like I just, yeah I love all the characters and like it's just it's so good. God Before damn it. UFO, it was my favorite show. Like that's um, how much that's how much I love Steinsgate that it took UFO to dethrone it. <laughs> I'm I'm a little apprehensive about watching it because I've heard so many mixed mixed opinions. I've heard people say it's great. I've heard people say it's like the worst thing ever. It's not the worst um, thing ever, but at times it's just it, not. But, it meanders. I've talked to people who have played and yeah. watched, and they said that they they kind of meander in the middle. Uh, it, it's weird. Um, the direction's not I, good. It's very yeah. heavy-handed. Which, My problem with it is it like we're just expected to know so much going into it. Like it picks up after the movie Deja Vu, right? No, the movie sort of. I mean, okay, because we are expected of, to know it, it's, way it's, too much. No, it's not. It's not continuous. No, like, it's this is it's not. not oh, even worse because it's not related it like, to the movie. It's like it's its, its own. It's its own world line. This is like a what if. 
because it didn't explain anything like okay suddenly curse suddenly curse who's dead and we're like okay we're supposed to just accept this and move on like no I kind of explanation dis- like i, I kind of disagree oh, she with you on that fell or she fell and to us got pushed into the like, street or whatever no it's I, like a what if of the region load of deja vu no i i i, I thought it was pretty clearly explained in the beginning how this was the, this was a world line in which okabe does not go back the second time so okabe first goes back and he kills kurusu by mistake yeah and this is and then in the big thing Mayuri convinces him to go back and this is the world line where he doesn't go back and the kurusu that he loves he killed yeah so it branches off from that beta point into and i i don't know i i, I was ever confused i thought that was but i i guess with yeah. time it travel just, time travel is weird man. yeah it basically branches off into the melancholy of okabe suzumiya um <laughs> and then and then he becomes a goth um, i'm just kidding um, it it makes sense in the game i am curious to see how they execute it in the show i, I am sad that, that that the director isn't the same because that director was so good he killed that like he killed it um I thought the beginning of Science Gate Zero was probably its strongest outside of its isolated like moments at the end because I think it's that's a mm-hmm. really it's a story about mourning it's a story about loss it's a story about sadness and it's a story about love and it just sets such a tonal heavy mood early on that something about Steins Gate that I think is so unique is that the only ones who have seen everything are the audience and Okabe. So yeah. you have this, you share something with Okabe, that Daru, that Mayuri, that all these people can't because only you and him understand. And he's really alone in all of this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a it's a great viewing experience how right off the jump, you know how in love he is. You know, and nobody knows who she is. And it's just like yeah. gutting. Um, but the show's, um, the show's pies are so good, though. The one thing that did bother me, though, is somehow they made, um, and this is in the game, kind of, um, but how apparently they decided to have uh, Mayiri declare her undying love for Okabe. I did like, interpret it that several way, times. No, I mean, she says, I love, I love Okabe, I love Hoen Kyoma, but I mean, like, I don't know. I See, say that's I love how it friend. is in the game. In yeah, the game, no, she it's... Doesn't... it's it's I don't not think it was implied romantically. Yeah, no, it wasn't implied romantically. I mean, it was like I like my best friend, the one who's most important to me, is lost. Like he's not himself. Like the, something has happened, and uh, that scene where Mayuri is saying like I love him more than yeah. Makise Kurisu. Like that's like oh, yeah, that's, that's I got both romantic and as a friend vibes yeah, from that. That's that part straight out of the game too. I got as a friend vibes, but I can see how somebody could interpret. Twitter was was kind of mixed on it but yeah twitter was going bonkers dub was as good as ever though j michael tatum and trina Nishimura, oh yeah like the acting yeah, is I'd on point really... as always that's my favorite dub um, i think that and fate zero are and are probably my two favorite dubs it's one of the few shows i will watch in both languages and i also kind of wish i could like mix and match <laughs> Um, in some cases, I wish I could just have Mamoru Miyano just speak in English the entire time. <laughs> they changed Mayuri's uh, voice actress uh, towards yeah, the end. Yeah, they, they, they kind of had to. Unfortunately, Ashley Birch had scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Um, and so they that had was to switch her out. Super unfortunate. but I Megan Shipman stepped in perfectly, though. Like, 
I honestly probably couldn't have told the difference if I if I hadn't heard the announcement. Like she nailed that matching. My sister and I had a conversation that her voice sounds like the previous Mayuri, but we didn't feel like she was as good as an actor. So we had the conversation, would you rather have somebody who sounds like her or someone who's a better actor but sounds differently? I suppose. I mean, Ashley has hmm. more, does have more experience than Megan, so... I Ashley can, was I great. I mean, Meg, I mean, Megan filled in nicely, but I did think that it was unfortunate that she left right around the time that Mayuri's big I character moment happened. So A lot of it probably has to do with the fact that because this is a broadcast dub or simuldub or whatever the hell they're calling them now, um, you know, she not only has to fill the this this one character, but not really knowing anything about this character and then having to like step no, in, it's I can rough. understand. It's that she said she really had to. Really she difficult. said she binged like the entire first season before stepping in, so it wasn't like she was coming in blind. Yeah, but just you know, it there is a difference. Um, you know, working on on a show for like almost a year, and like really getting to know a character, Ashley and then having to like with binge something yeah. in like two weeks before you have to step into the mic. Anyway, everyone's hoping that Ashley can come back for the home video release. That would be. I mean, I'm, I'm, she probably can. That's there's way more wiggle room in that schedule than with a broadcast schedule. It's tight, man. Like I'm surprised that they do such. I mean, I don't know if J. Michael Tatum wrote the script again, but the script was outstanding. No, he didn't. Nope, he didn't. Emily he didn't wrote that script. To... Emily Neves did the script for that. It was very good, though. It was very good. The dub was just exceptional quality from top to bottom. Um, and my number I one think... anime. Oh, go. No, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I think she consulted with him a lot, though. Um, that's I... his baby. Like I've talked to him at yeah. cons and he lights up talking about Steins Gate and he is so invested in the writing and everything about it. Like I love how much he loves Steins Gate. J. Yeah, Michael Tatum is the best. Get him up. Get like, talk about any show he's written, especially Steins Gate, but he will just like go off on like a rocket on just about any show he's written. I've never but talked Steins to Gate is where he really just goes nuts with passion. He was dedicated. He's such a, like a cool guy to talk to at cons. Like I've I've oh, had yeah. nothing but good experiences with him. He is one of the nicest people I've ever met. So nice. Like I I'm so glad that he he's in this industry and community because I I admire his work so much and he seems like a really really good guy. We love you, Tatum. Tatum, you're the man. Shout out to Tatum. Yes, yeah, shout out to Tatum. Taters. <laughs> So my number one should come as no surprise to anybody who follows me on Twitter for at least five minutes. Hibike Euphonium's latest film, Liz and the Bluebird. <laughs> I, I still need to. I still need to see it. We didn't I'm get not, any showings, and it was I, heartbreaking. I didn't get anyone here. I, I have to see it at AX. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to talk um, spoiler free. Yeah, actually, two of my friends actually got to see it at AX, so that was really so. awesome. But. I will see it when I am able to see it. I have to rewatch so. it. I've been waiting for the for the right moment. After after Yamada did Silent Voice, I didn't think that she could do anything better. I thought Silent Voice was the peak of artistically what she can do. I thought top to bottom storyboards, everything was just adaptation. Just everything in Silent Voice was as good as Yamada can get. Kensuke Ushio, the composer for Silent Voice. I thought this partnership mm-hmm. is amazing and this is the pinnacle of art. It was my favorite film. It was to me one of the most important anime I'd ever seen. 
And then I saw Liz and the Bluebird uh, this year. And I could not believe that she A outdid herself and B that Kensuke Ushio outdid himself with the music. And how in two hours you get such a human story of of love, of loss, of growing up, of moving on, of every encompassing mm-hmm. feeling that is critical in that juncture of your life that is told with so few words in the most Yamada and Kyoani way possible. And I cannot speak enough on what a seminal piece of art that I feel like this film is. And it's not just because I love UFO, although that is part of it, but I, I've never seen anything like that. It was like, it was like you were watching two people in like behind a two way mirror. It felt that personal. It felt at times it felt what you were watching. You shouldn't be seeing because of how deeply personal it is to the characters and the kind of story and the way that Yamada tells it. And it, it was just, I, I'm so happy that that movie exists. I am so happy that I've gotten to write about it. I'm so happy that people are enjoying it in, in the numbers. Like I've not heard a bad thing said about Liz and I could talk about Liz for four hours because I just think it's that damn good of a movie. And for me to consider it, it might be my favorite thing like UFO. Like that's how good I think the movie is. And everyone knows how important Kumiko and Rena's story is to me and how, yeah. how much I love the parent story. But Liz and the Bluebird is a masterpiece and it is Naoko Yamada and Kensuke Ushio's magnus opus. Like those, like take a damn bow. Like that was, I, I can't say enough about that movie. Um, if you can't tell, I really, really like UFO. <laughs> I got the I got like a little you bit of a the feeling hit. there. Yeah. yeah, just a little just like hint a tinge. Like, like a if like it might be he might have a, like a little interest in it, just a little just bit. Like, if like I a hobby. If I didn't have my Twitter avatar at the moment, I think Jan probably would have stolen it from me it's by now. So good. It's Rana being Makise Kurusu, which is like my peak brand. <laughs> and she's holding a trumpet. She's so good. <laughs> she's so good in the movie. Oh my god. I I it is it is just everything I love about UFO in a film. And again, I haven't seen a single person say a bad thing about it. I know I've seen the trailer like 40 times and the trailer's really pretty. Um, the performances in the in the in the movie are just like if if they add more showings, if we get showings, if it comes out on Blu-ray, I will watch the crap out of it. Um, but we did not get any showings. We are getting Bummer. another showing of a silent voice, though. Yes. Which kind um, of makes me scared for a home release, because why would they show more in theaters and not give us the Blu-ray? So that's kind of worries I, me. I, f- mm. I feel like there's been a lot of licensing issues with it, because it's... And it might be because of the songs. I'm not I entirely sure. But uh, Under the Scope made the point that in England they would have had the same issue because the laws are yeah. similar, and that, that got done no problem. So Who you're knows? still hoping that Liz gets licensed because Silent Voice has scared me with Eleven Arts and everything that they've done. So Yeah. Um, um, all right. My two honorable mentions would be... Now, I haven't seen Kazusan, but I have to see Kazusan, and it's an OVA about... It's a UD OVA that yeah. I have to see. That I, I'm putting it there because I know it would be there. I just know that I'm going to love it. Uh, and Mirai is the other one because uh, Mirai, was, Mirai was good. 
right. Mia Mi- um, is incredible. Okay, so my top five for spring, uh, starting with number five, Uma Musume, because mm. you've heard of, because Con Cole brought us boat girls, Brave Witches, Strike Witches brought us plain girls, and now Uma Musume brings us horse girls. And this cycle has completed itself. And it is just getting started, according to Azur Lane. Um, <laughs> and it's girls who it's glorified track and field but everything is just so vibrant in it from the colors to the characters that i just that you just love it every time and yes they're running but you are i was freaking cheering for some of the characters like go go oh by the way uh this is something that has plagued me for a while okay so it's like they're not just like horses they're like the reincarnation of these racehorses and i just wonder like imagine being an expectant mother and getting the news that your child is now going to bear uh, ears a tail and hooves well it was so normal i actually thought about that but it's it's become so normalized that it's but like no basically no, like having in... a quirk in mha like not in oh, this society. Oh, okay. This in is a our horse society. girl. Like... Imagine if that was in our society. Yeah, that. Okay, yeah, you have a good point there. <laughs> but I guess, like, since it's. There's enough consistency in it somewhere that it's like, oh, okay, cool. And just fun there. But yeah, I liked. They did the, something similar, like, in um, Kantai Collection, where, it w- where each girl was the embodiment of a Japanese warship, like the Fubuki mm-hmm. or the Yamato or the the Yukikaze or no, Shimakaze, I'm sorry. I was going to say Yukikaze. Shimakaze. Shimakaze. And so it's a similar idea where it's like this girl in, is special week, this girl's Symboli Rudolph, um, and this girl's forget who the one i forget who the girl who injured herself was uh i don't remember yeah anywho silent suzuka (laughs) silent suzuka um i guess yeah it was same same idea just horses instead of boats and i just love it was really underrated i'm bummed it didn't get licensed over here and because it was just a lot of fun it was horse because there were idle performances after the after every race which just was par for the course um yeah if you haven't checked it out watch it uma musume horse girls good stuff uh number four hina matsuri we've talked about that it made me hungry for salmon row um Number three, Amanchu and slash Amanchu, or this time it would be Amanchu Advance. Like I said, um, I'm a newly discovered Iyashi K junkie. I liked and disliked the second season. Um, uh, Zaria goes into a little bit of detail about it, why I wanted for videos, but um, I don't know, just when they introduced uh, a, a new character, it really kind of ruined certain things about it for me um i've seen the complaints amongst our twitter circle uh there were, uh, were very many when it happened yeah 
Yeah, I, I can understand other, why other there would be. Other than that, I still really like the series a lot. Um, I'm just going to pretend like most uh, mostly the first season just exists over the second season. Yeah, I started on the second season because I didn't realize there was a first season, so I didn't mind the new character so much before I watched the first season, and then I just... Because I just thought, okay, they're making a new friend, and then after I saw how much they built up their their relationship during the first season, I'm like, okay, why are they introducing her now? It just seemed odd, but I like the giant grandpa. That that guy was a lot of fun, and again, just a great as an Ayashi K. It's a great show to mellow out to. Um, fun, relaxing. And if you want, uh, the it's. It's okay. This time I actually am using the correct word. It's predecessor Aria. The animation <laughs> is by the same author, and it the uh, Kickstarter was very successful. I actually got my copy of the Blu-ray for season one. Um, I've already watched it like twelve times. <laughs> the dub it's not is, even available for the public yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, the the uh, Blu-ray, uh, or I mean, uh, the dub is really good so far. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I like that the uh, that that the different cats sort of carry over into a Manchu. Yeah, I that was the first thing I noticed about I noticed when I saw the the visuals for Arya. Like, oh, they clearly are. There's clearly a connection. And then yeah. But yeah, Amanchu, great, relaxing, cute show. Uh, number two, we also discussed Kakarillo, <laughs> Bed and Breakfast for Spirits. I like, since it's so food-based, I like to call it Kukarillo. <laughs> because I'm stupid like that. And I said I wanted to save this, my number one pick for last, because it's so just awesome. Luna, I know it's one of your absolute favorites that you just refuse to admit High School DXD Season 4. <laughs> your crickets are palpable on the on your ends. <laughs> I love the series. Yes, it, I know it's etchy. It's tasteful etchy. Um, good, story, other, good story and characters otherwise. And I actually mean that. That's not a euphemism for boobs. Um, I in, genuinely enjoy the characters. They're fun. They're relatable. Great fight great fight scenes and just good stuff overall so yeah i can see you guys checking your phones while i'm talking now <laughs> i hate you so much right now <laughs> a good co-host keeps you honest yes yes she does <laughs> so anyway. yeah i am clearly in the minority on this one i've never seen a frame of high school dxd and that really? it probably won't have any effect on your life at all i have no idea what it even looks like i don't i don't even I, it's, it's an etchy right it's very yeah delicious. there's a red-haired chick you've probably seen somewhere like at a on a throat on a body pillow at a con that's I'm probably the Google most exposure it. you've had it's very very boobalicious i've i've gathered let's see high school dxd i like high school of the dead 
That's also because it has that zombies. That was good too. Zombies. Yeah, I and thought boobs. they were the same thing. Oh no. yeah, I, I've seen her. Yeah. Different, different licensing, different dubbing companies even. I yeah. High School of the Dead's good too, though. A lot more action. Zombies. Too bad season two never happened. R.I.P. the mangaka. <sighs> oh yeah, good that's God. right. Um, probably anyway. Hey everyone, Tim from Shui Media here, letting you know that we have a new show premiering in 2019 called Bands We Love to Hate. The show is hosted by singer-songwriter and host of the Schwegcast on Shui Media, Sam Schwegler, and myself. Each month, Sam and I will take a band that we as society have deemed just awful and give them one final listen to see if they're actually deserving of all this hate. And this show won't go without its research. Sam and I will be listening to arguably too much of their music, as well as watching the majority of their music videos and some live performances as well, assuming we are alive at the end of it. And you can join in on the research too. Since the show is going to be premiering at the end of every month, at the beginning of the month we will be posting the band we are going to be listening to, as well as some links to the research that we will also be doing. I know, can't you just wait to listen to Smash Mouth and Creed and Sum 41? Oh boy, I can't. Oh god, what have I done? For more information, you can find us on social media, like on Twitter, at BWLTH, and on Facebook, at Bands We Love to Hate, as well as just going to our website, BandsWeLoveToHate.com, or visiting ShwayMedia.com for more details on this new show and all the other new Shway shows coming out in 2019. Thank you all so much for listening, and don't forget to check out Bands We Love to Hate, premiering on Shway Media on January 31st, 2019. And now, back to the show. And we're back! Okay, okay. Um, we're just gonna, like, sp- speed run, like, like... Like gotta go fast uh, through these. Yeah, next list three. your top five. List your top five. Pick one to talk about briefly, and yeah, and move on. Yeah, pretty much. Cause we gotta we gotta wrap it up here. Um, We're already over two hours. Um, well, like okay, so for summer, um, yeah, I'm just gonna start listing them off. Um, sells at work, um, because. I, I like medicine-y things. That is what I study. So, of course, I am naturally drawn to this show. Medicine-y. <laughs> medicine-y things. Um, of course, uh, Asabi Asabase, uh, which is just demented and ridiculous, and I loved mm-hmm. it so much. Um, really, really underrated show, but I think it's because not very many people really knew what it was. But we rent, we rent Skumogami... Uh, really cute show. Love the animation. Uh, the art was done by uh, Riri Hoshino, and she did the artwork for Penguin Drum. Um, Shout and, out to Penguin Drum. And then... Uh, da, 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 da. How many did I just do? Three? Three. Was that three? I lost count. <laughs> I lost I count, I got you, too. Luna. Three. Okay, cool. Okay, my last two are Review Starlight and Planet With... <laughs> 
Um, I I adore Remo Starlight. Uh, there's an entire podcast about it that y'all can go f- listen to. Um, but link me to that, please. Um, <laughs> link you to your own podcast. Okay. Oh, you, oh, I thought you did a podcast. I was excited for that. Oh, no, yeah. No. I was like, I didn't y'all see, I didn't see a. I, I wonder that too. I'm thinking, wait, when did we do this episode? Because I haven't even seen. Because I looked show. through, I looked through before I came on. I was listening to you guys a bit today, and I was like, I was like, which episode do I want to listen to? And then I, if there was a, a review Starlight one, I for sure would have listened to that one. No, sorry, I should have clarified that. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, that show is just the Nana Daiba episode is my favorite. Uh, that which blew which one? My, the the the, the, uh, the time loop that blew my fucking sorry. mind. So fucking I, good. I, I, it still haunts me. It's so good. God, it's so good. I love that show so much. You don't understand. <laughs> well, you see my Twitter timeline. Of course, you understand. <laughs> I have, I have to say it now, but I understand. Wakarimasu. Wakarimasu. Did you watch the dub? I watched both. I, I watched both too. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, summer was good. Uh, it was very review and star lady. And Planet With, which Planet is... Planet With is good. I was, like, sh- one of, like, 12 people that actually watched it. This was a show about everything. It's so... I'm a huge fan of that author. I mean, like, I love Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer and Spirit Circle. Um, it was fan fantabuloso. Um, I'm, I'm so glad I saw it, too. It was great. Incredible. Okay. So, Matt... Um. I'll go next. Uh, number five for me sells at work because it was just fun and cute and all that good all that good stuff. And I learned about the body. Uh, number four, Hanabato because it, the story was fine. The characters, the main character was like watching a fiery train wreck in slow motion, but slowly. But after but after you think it crashes, it gets back on the rails somewhat to crash again. Uh, maybe, but yeah, the characters in that were just, oh my god, there was so much, so many of them needed therapy. But like, uh, the thing with the thing with Hanebato was like Nagisa was an incredible character, and, and got so no was arc. and so was Elena, and so was Rico. Like those, like when the show would focus on their characters, it was an amazing show. And then when it decided that it wanted to go to Ayano's stupid plot, the show was ridiculous. Ayano needs help. She That's needs all lot. I can Everybody say. Help, but like, oh my god, those yandere eyes will haunt my dreams. I um, have a meme well, of her eyes. I, you've shown me that meme before whenever I say something <laughs> stupid in our chats. Um, and then, yeah, okay, after that, Angels of the, Death, like, because there is some because existentialism and morbidity and stockholm syndrome apparently go hand in hand it's a decent show it gets deep great acting and great acting by uh by everyone in there it's it's uh Dallas Reed and new and anime newcomer Meg McLean and they're really good um number 2 how not to summon a demon lord because the English dub makes it the perfect balance of cute and isekai trash. It is just... I love the characters, but the story is just like, why? Why? But, yeah. <laughs> and then my then my number one, the one that, like, I is Chio's School Road. 
because it is that was actually my honorable freaking, mention i just forgot to it talk is about freaking it. hilarious like michaela krantz emily fahart and emily fajardo are just like on fire in this in this show i i was there were times i couldn't breathe i was laughing I was laughing so hard. I think like, if it, I had to stop the episode and and just like remember to breathe. I think if it weren't for the dub, I would be recommending the manga all the way. Um, just because I felt like the show, just production value wise, just was really lacking. Um, but the dub, the, the dub was, is very funny. Yeah, the writing in the dub. Leah Clark did the scripts, and oh my god, is she was just completely at home in that show like that was that was there's a reason that was my favorite show of summer just perfection um All right probably already know what Tiani's favorite show of summer is but so my number five I do want to mention very very quickly that Boruto episode 65 aired in summer and it was one of the best Shonen episodes I've ever seen and Baruto's training exam arc just as an arc that aired in summer was just incredible like to, like it is probably the best eh, maybe not eh, maybe the best Naruto universe arc um, it was that damn good like I just wanted to give that a quick shout out um, because it, it was just everything that I wanted it to be and a quick plug I will be making a video about that for 12 days of anime so check that out um, my number five Hanabato um Ayano's a train wreck. Nagisa's good. Rico's good. Uh, Elena's good. Uh, well, incredibly animated. What a great production. Beautiful um, dumpster fire. Beautiful dumpster. Like the most beautiful dumpster fire. That's what it should be called. Uh, Matt, thank you. That is an excellent. I tried. Critical. The beautiful dumpster fire. <laughs> I tried. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Uh, probably my favorite season of Attack it was on Titan. Banging. That's for sure. Oh it yeah. The ri- I freaking loved Rhinestone Kenny. Rhinestone Murder Cowboy. I love Kenny too. Rhinestone Thank Murder you. Cowboy. Yes. So good. I love him. And this no. and and that whole scene with Levi just like using his turning his ODM gear itself into a weapon like to shoot through the guy's fucking temples and all badass, that. I, that was like the most one of the most well like, choreographed air scenes I've ever seen in that show. Just I just like the beautiful. fact that he actually said na 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 na. Like I died. I love Kenny him. is like the best. Historia hitting Aaron Historia on the side of the head and screaming girl. at him. Yes, She's Historia is amazing. my And like hero. judo flipping her dad. Yeah. It was just, it was, I, you know, I She's guess like, with I'm the, the amount of time. Before this, kind of, before this season aired, when I saw when they were releasing like the promotional art and stuff, and you see Kenny and Levi facing off, just instinctively, all I could think was, oh my God. They cast Kenny. <laughs> I think I tweeted out when I saw the promotional poster. It said, why is Billy Ray Cyrus mad at Levi? <laughs> like, what are we doing? So, like, I read the manga, so, like, I know it's coming. And I'm I do, really, I do too. really, I... really excited. And Isayama sister... said the manga's winding down, too, so we're a couple Finally. seasons away from the big ending. Actually, they revealed, they, they revealed the final page. Oh, yeah. did they? I didn't. I'll have to yeah. see. I'll have to see that. He's 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 done though. I've don't spoil anything. My sister is a manga too, so yeah. I've been, like I'm not I'm not gonna say anything, but uh, I have some deaths spoiled yet. for me uh, already, so I'm really oh, pissed I'm sorry. about that. Ooh, yeah, bad news. Um, I'll DM you exactly who and why I'm so mad. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. They'll yeah, be and dead then, by morning. 
<laughs> that's the attack on timeline oh i also love that we got more jean because we haven't had a oh, lot of jean dude okay he's... literally favorite fucking thing ever is when he squares off with marlo and he's like he's like yeah well why would anyone in their right mind get that haircut and then fucking like hitch just comes up from the side just beams the shit out of him so good. I fucking died. Oh my I'm god. I'm so glad that I can laugh with people about Attack on Titan yes. because like I never talk <laughs> about it, but it's like it's so <laughs> fucking delightful. Yeah, the comedy scenes in it are just pure this gold. Like I fucking it's Rod just Rice like the contrast not, but at the same time, like they are genuinely funny and well written. Like they are the greatest like tension breakers ever. <sighs> It's so good. And I love Armin. And Armin had a really good scene. Must in, protect in Armin. Armin is... <laughs> I love him. I, love Ar- I would die for Armin. Um, He's the best. So I'm glad that we got to nerd out about Attack on Titan. Uh, my number yeah. three, Planet With. Uh, Planet With was very, very good. Production, not so much. As a story, excellent. Yeah. So step up, he, JC Staff. I know you can do better. He really knows how to like pace a story. And I thought it was too fast at times. I thought that, like, I feel a lot of times the rigi- So I felt this way about Science Gate Zero that yeah. Science Gate Zero had to be two cores, so it couldn't be like twenty episodes. It had to be twenty four or twenty five for television. And I feel like Planet With also had that problem that probably at fifteen or sixteen episodes it would have been a lot better. But because they had to decide between one or two core, they had to either jam it a little or space it out. So I that's why I kind of like the Netflix model a little bit because it allows something like Devil May, uh, Devil Man Cry. I always call it Devil May Cry, Devil Man Cry Baby to have you know ten episodes, a kind of a weird number. When I got that, he is the only show I can think of that just like does whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah. Um. But so, Planet with excellent, a little fast for me, but all in all just amazing amazing show by the way uh, if you if you say monogatari three times in front of a mirror john will appear john or, or notes no oh, yes that's john right yeah, yeah. No, it's okay good i'm trying yeah. to name for this <laughs> he'll he'll be he'll be leaving a comment on the podcast he'll be he has like a monogatari sensor <laughs> notes has just, a gift of making anything into monogatari it's art i don't know how he does it but he just leaves like, it in <laughs> No, it's 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 like the little like um re- receptor, like he has like this little receptor, like the uh, white white blood it's a, cells. It's Aradagi's hair antenna, is yeah. what it is, yeah, and then that, it just that... it, it detects. Um, my number two was Banana Fish, which oddly my mom is watching Banana Fish with me, and she's all in on Banana Fish. She's all in on Ash and Ag. Um, Ash is Impossible White Man. He's like Jack Bauer. <laughs> I need to watch that show. I've heard it's, good things. I Ash is okay. gay Jack Bauer. I read the manga um years That's ago. That's also slow for me. Like 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 fucking years ago. Um and I was so glad it finally got a fucking adaptation. Um cool story. Uh the director of that was the director of the first two seasons of Free. Um Ooh. which un- which unfortunately she did not return for the third season, which is why the third season kind of sucked. But the Yamada episode was good. Yeah, that was really good. She always is good. Um, and my number one comes as no surprise. Review Starlight. Um, I love my stage girls. I have a video about it. If you want to hear my thoughts, check that out at Subtitled Anime on YouTube. 
uh, review Starlight's a critique of the Takarazuka theater system, and it does so rather brilliantly with great characters, great ships, Kudomaya forever. And uh, please watch Review Starlight. It's on H Dive. It's very, very good. The dub is the dub is good. Uh, the the sub is good. The songs are good. The insert songs are good. It's it's such a stacked year in anime for me that like it's not even my number one because of how much I love Liz. But damn it, it it's an all time favorite of mine. And now this season. Yeah, I guess we can segue right right into fall. Um, this has been a really good season so really far. Good. I'm really glad. Um, to the point where I had so many shows that I, I had to drop several of them just because I just didn't have time. I just did not have time. And These shows are taking up most of my time. <laughs> uh, number five will come at absolutely zero surprise to anyone. Um, but it's my my wonderful um, Archer Boys in oh, Sydney. Um, man, Kyo Annie just is so Kyo Annie. Can we talk about the uh, year that they had? Because they have soon that they have sooner day. They had Liz. They had uh, the Chinese Violet movie, Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. Um, a free season. Like they've done a freaking lot this year. Yeah, I'm like, and I mean, the thing is, like, they space out their projects. So, like, some of these projects, so, like, Violet Evergarden, they started production in, like, 2015, which is, which is when, yeah, which is when the, uh, the first promotional video dropped, um, with that piece of paper that just kind of floats into nowhere forever, um, but, man, I mean, they just knock it, it was out of the bang, park. Bang, 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 Violet Evergarden, Chunibyo movie, Liz, free, soon, like, how are they, how are they doing this with the quality that they do it, like, in a timely fashion? It's incredible. Cause they how start, do they stay so on point? Because they start everything, like, five years in advance. They're the anti-procrastinators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. They um, make all of us look bad. Can we talk about how handsome Masa is? Because he's gorgeous. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, first of all, I love he's him. the only character that's actually an adult, so I get to think he's hot. That's what, Thank <laughs> you, thank you. That's why I'm like, oh, he's he's a, he's an adult and he's hot. Yes. <laughs> and he has a pet owl. He does. And his man bun also, is so glorious. The well, so the reveal in, in the second episode had me dying. Oh my um, god, that was so that was so well done. <laughs> Uh, pun totally intended that literally had me dying i i was fooled <laughs> i was like wait no 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 not the hot guy oh never oh, mind we're good <laughs> we're good here no i was laughing my ass off it was so i love him i love him so much and of course uh the asshole character has to be named kachan he's so on brand my sister did like she's obsessed with hero and she was watching me watch it and she goes wow they like they just made Bakugo like a little archer, huh? And I go, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, way, way less, way less explosion murder. The girls, the girls, the girls are good. The girls are savage, and I love them. And they're amazing. Quality. <laughs> they're so good. I, I, I kind of want them to get their own little spinoff. Me too. Give them an OVA at least. Yeah, seriously. And also, please make an entire show about Maza. Thanks. Please. Okay, thanks. Bye. Please. I want him to hold um, me in his big chest. Oh, my God. When he, like, takes off part of his hat. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm handle- like, Jesus, I- you're so gorgeous. What the hell? I couldn't handle it. 
I just can't handle it. My 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 poor food. We're thirsting over moss on this it. podcast. <laughs> Kyoani had I'm a, just enjoying watching this. This is all you guys are fun to watch when you're geeking out like let that. Let me tell you, Kyoani had a great year for handsome men between Claudia and Violet Evergarden and Masa. Like they're killing it. And Taki, Taki's not a bad looking free. guy either. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Okay, so next is uh, SSS Gridman. Um, this show is paced so well, and it's like it's kind of almost cinematic. Um, I love all like like just this, every single it's like every frame really is a painting. It's God, the backgrounds so are incredible. The backgrounds it's are so Lindsay Seidel is so killing good. it in that show. Um, God, oh, it's my, so good. My favorite Gridman theory um, is since both of the since the mains are named Yuta and Rika, <laughs> I, I've heard people try to theorize <laughs> yeah, that yeah. it is nothing that it is just one of their like big ass Chunibyo ideas like they're just like shit they're just like spitballing about like trying to write something together and spitballing and they're creating Gridman in the process and putting themselves in the story honestly that would not surprise me in the absolute slightest if it just like revealed that like the crossover we deserve seriously right um, no, like the animation is so gorgeous. Like, it's just, I fucking love this show. That so much. scene where Rika is, she comes out of her house and she's talking to Yuta, and it's Yuta's trying to tell her to apologize. And the character acting of her, like fidgeting with her hand and her kind of yeah. like, unco- like it's just like, uh, Trigger has surprised me with the production. It's been so good. Um, I think there's one scene in, ooh, crap. I don't remember which episode it is. Uh, whatever. Um, it's the one where, like, she and Akane sort of, quote-unquote, switch places. Um, and they, like, kind of, like, meet each other for the first time, quote-unquote. Yeah. And there's this really interesting dialogue between Rika and Akane, and it's just... Oh, it's so creepy, but it's so good. It's so Akane's good. Akane's the glasses girl, the evil glasses girl, right? Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, I she's the... I remember names sometimes. Akane uh, is Lindsay Seidel's character. The dub Can is I also just say excellent. How, yeah, especially I have to give mad props to Lindsay Seidel, 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 um, in that because she is just I have chills every time I hear Akane speak in in the dub. Just she is just perfect. It's a great dub. Wonderful. Uh, next is a uh, bloom into you. Um, mm-hmm. Finally, uh, we get to make up for the absolute citrus. Uh, yeah, the um, disaster. Just flaming vitamin C enriched disaster. <laughs> that was citrus. <laughs> oh, hey, God. The one thing about citrus, though, is everyone thought it was so good because before that, we got Valkyrie Drive, and that show so the, very... by comparison, sit. Citrus looked good. I mean, and I mean it just purely as a in your the Yuri genre. I would made, say Valkyrie made Citrus uh, look tolerable. I will add a caveat to that. If you're very well versed in Yuri, though, um, there's a very staunch difference. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just saying progression. You know what annoys me about Citrus is that. So Crunchyroll actually did a good job promoting it, 
which was kind of an issue because a lot of people were either introduced to the Yuri genre like that yeah. or it really nailed home a lot of preconceptions about it that are harmful and dangerous and that are toxic. And I don't think that obviously that like Crunchyroll is going to market their shows, right? And they're going to lean into the you know mm-hmm. the gayness and the queerness of, of Citrus. But like it's also like incredibly problematic and it's like it could be very triggering for people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they did such a unfortunately did such a good job of promoting it and you know it was one of their, their most watched shows that season it's like it almost does more harm than good like you're getting like this not great representation that is harmful and abusive and that i know I, i've talked to people who have read the manga like zaria and she says well like there is some sort of like mm-hmm. there's fixing and reclamation but not that we're going to get into the anime yeah so yeah. most people are not going to no, most people in the west are not going to pick up the manga and read citrus yeah. they're just going to go away with this like a, it gives bad notions about anime, and B, it's just harmful representation for, you know, like, you know, queer women don't have a lot of positive representation in anime. Yeah, for you sure. Know, more t- more times than not, Yaoi is, is portrayed, I mean, we're talking about Banana Fish and, you know, Yuri on Ice and stuff like that. Like, that's more mainstream than anything for women. So uh, that kind of really bothered me. So now with Bloom Into You, it's, it's something a lot more positive, mm-hmm. although I have thoughts on that, but I'll let you go. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I just... I adore Bloom into you. Um, the characters are so relatable and so realistic in so many different like ways. That. And I don't think you Very. have to, and not, and I, I've, I've, I've talked about this a little bit with, um, um, else, like elsewhere with, um, my lesbian experiences with loneliness. Like you don't have to be gay to relate to these characters. Like, yes, there will be specific things that, um, I think like the queer community are more likely to pick up on. Um, but I think just in general feelings of like being really awkward and like not understanding what it means to like fall in love and things like that, I think are very universal. I definitely related to some of those uh, feelings. I could, I could definitely empathize with both, with both characters. Yeah. I love Sayaka's story, like how she's kind of she knows Nanami better than anyone, probably except for you. But she also, in a way, wants to chase that perfection that she knows isn't real, both personally and because she's in love with Nanami and how, you know, we've all had a lot of us have had unrequited love and how God that that cut in the OP where Sayaka like puts her hand out and then Nanami's like going away like it's just that, it's so painful that hit so me in the real. heart I know yeah Sayaka's Sayaka's episode got me <laughs> also we have the escape from class S hell oh where we God. have actual adult lesbians that are amazing partners that are just so adorable like last episode they were in full bloom no pun intended they were being so great and like every time they're on screen together it's like you know that meme it's like elder gay helps younger gay yeah yeah it's like it's literally that and it's um, it's just incredible I think, they're so good i think they're I'm my so favorite part of the show. entire show yeah they're incredible it caught me by pleasant surprise just that it would because i like it when you can i like it when you can't when like you can tell can't tell basically like what that person is like and then just casually oh yes i have oh yes she has a girlfriend i i like it when it's just so just i don't want to say simplified but just so 
natural. Like, natural yeah. is a terrible word to say to say for that, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Everybody, watch Iohana. If you like Bloomin' to You, Sweet Blue Flowers, it's on Crunchyroll. Yes. It's another great, it's a very positive, wonderful Yudi show. Fumi is important, and uh, please watch that because it's another really positive show. Oh. Not Bloomin' to You, but Bloomin' to You has over it more than anything is just stellar production like animation the storyboarding the directing is just like phenomenal like it's it's doing kyoani things better than kyoani this season like just flat out yeah like the archery we love our archery boys but i just think what bloom into you is doing in terms of character acting in terms of framing is just exactly what kyoani thrives on and they're just doing it better and it's like incredible um and then i haven't actually gotten to see it but i have read the manga for kaze-san and sweet morning glories um i'm excited to see that it's so good like the manga is fantastic i haven't actually seen it uh some friends got to see it at um ax i was really jealous um god where am i okay uh i think this is my number two um of course (sighs) oh my god big shock zombie land saga (laughs) Saga. Saga. Oh god, this show is banging. Like, can we talk, can, like, can we talk about how Kotoro is like the best ally ever, and he's also like a total shithead. He, he okay. F- first of all, he is yes. Mamoru Miyano. Like this character is literally Incarnate. created for him. Like he he looks like him. It's <laughs> like I just God, I love him so much. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how Miyano just like wakes up in the morning, like sits up, sits up in bed. <laughs> oh, hi, Ogozaimas! His wife is playing Spider-Man. Come on! I'm sure his wife has has told him to shut up at least one once at that point. Never. Did you see how he's playing Spider-Man? Yes. I'm. Okabe so... is playing. Sp- Hoenn Kiyoma is playing Spider-Man. Like, we made it, people. In the wait, where in the game or in the in the movie? Oh shit! Cool. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it? I'm gonna. I'm, I'll tweet it to you. The trailer is they use the psychopath, um, like sound or whatever the song from the psychopath movie in the trailer or the op or whatever, and it's like incredible. I and had then no it's idea. Just, That's awesome. I'm gonna. It's, say, it's, it's like so it's the most badass trailer ever. Sweet. It's so so good. Um, yeah, this show is fucking awesome. Um, it's everything about it. <laughs> Um, I love all the characters. The humor's great. I love the music. Um, not that big into idol shows. Um, but this is this is probably my favorite. Um, I think the only other idol show that I have followed this this closely is actually a male idol show, and it's the one bit of uh Fujo trash that I've admitted to following this closely. But that's um. Utapri or Utana Prince Sama. Um, yeah. You should follow Starm You. <laughs> I I have watched part of it. It's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> eh, it, take it or leave it. Anyway, I, I could go on about that for fucking ever and we'd be here forever. So um, on to my number one, which it will also surprise absolutely no one. Uh, this is currently my favorite show this entire season. Um, Run with the Wind. <laughs> the show is incredible. Oh. Um, okay, I 
production IG is fucking banging it. Like, oh my god. Um, so this is based on a novel, um, and it's actually the same author as uh, this show from a while back called uh, The Great Passage. <gasps> yeah, it's it's the same author. It's so good. Great passage. Great passage is like I've never listen. That fucking show made it's me cry beautiful. for choice of paper. Paper. They chose the paper. Matt, you would really dictionary. like this show. It's it's about them making a dictionary. Sobbing. And it's all about words. Interesting. It's all about words. It's about fucking words and tears. And for some, I let me tell you something. The greatest accomplishment in the history of anime the greatest triumph it's not evangelion it's not cowboy bebop it's not akita it's the fucking great passage making me sob uncontrollably because of a fucking dictionary that's how damn good that show is damn i'm sorry it's it's just like i can't the great passage noted yeah it's by uh, shiwan miura and uh, yeah um so she also wrote run with the wind uh this is such a beautiful show I love all the characters. Akane, aka the prince, is just a constant mood for how much he's the best. For how much I hate exercising. <laughs> just, I love him, and every time they practice, he wears a shirt that literally just says "Why." <laughs> and it's my favorite thing for the entire show. Um, yeah, so it's 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 not really a traditional sports anime. It's really, it's very character driven. And I think it's not just about them wanting to win, you know, to run in this like marathon and win this marathon or whatever. And they probably won't, won't win it. But it's really just about how all of them practicing for this marathon and, and, you know, disciplining themselves to like run every day has somehow given them a sense of stability and structure in, in their, in their lives. Um, and th- this is actually true. Like, I I can back this up with psychology, uh, which I have a degree in. So I, I like, know Yay. a thing or two about this. Um, but it is true. I was good at it in high school. Um, it, it is true, though, that if you... Um, research has shown that if you strive towards a set of goals or, or one particular goal and you know you you have like a certain routine that you follow to work up towards that goal um that stability and that structure will start to permeate in other aspects of your life and that's kind of what's happening in in this show they're all kind of becoming better people um because they're all trying to work together um to to run in this in this marathon i i could i think it does i could sit here and talk forever about this show it's so good no, it's it's honestly incredible. Like the production is, I know I've said that probably every time we talk about a show, I talk about how good the production is. The production production IG is awesome, and and this is another example. But I think for once, a production IG show, the production is not the star. It's the damn writing, yeah. the character writing about how ev- like it's just something about Hibiki Euphonium that I love is that it's it's truly an ensemble piece. It's like every person in UFO is critical to the bigger puzzle of Kitaoji and what the story means. Run with the Wind is similar. Everyone's a cog. Everyone's Everyone matters. Everyone's important. Not just because they need 10 people to run in the marathon because that is like the all-encompassing, right? We need you. Like you as an individual are important because we need you 
as a body, but their personal stories all built up to this greater narrative of what it means to run, what it means to be fast, it, what it means to win, and what does winning even mean, right? So Prince does, are you caught up, Luna? Yeah. So when, when uh, last episode, I haven't seen this week's, but last episode when Prince breaks the 30-minute mark in a marathon, like everyone's like, why are they celebrating? Like they look like they won, but in reality, it's just they're celebrating their teammate. Like it recontextualizes winning in sports and like what the hell matters like sports is so bottom line it's so everything's based off production and in sports which is probably like one of the things that has made me really jaded about sports covering them is like everything has to be a result yeah even when you lose like hey are we gonna get like are we tanking to get a good draft pick are we losing the right way are we playing like everything is like hyper analyzed and everything's so bottom line that we just can't enjoy how wonderful sports are and this show totally gets it um i do have i did save a gif of all of them cheering on um i think this was in like episode eight or nine or crap i don't remember where we are uh anyway um uh it's i have like a gif of them all cheering on a group that's like running in this little event and Haji is just doing this like windmill (laughs) I have a gif of it just like in like a loop it's like my favorite thing in the entire world do you know how like fun it is to cheer for your teammates it's like it's one of the it's like one of the most underrated joys of life like when your teammates are doing cool shit or when you see your teammates trying their hardest like I've never I haven't played too much I love playing sports and I've only played organized sports a couple times but like that's the best man like when you're when your teammates I played volleyball like when you're you know when somebody gets a good dig or you know like it's just awesome like it, there's nothing cooler than that and I love how run with the wind just got how ridiculous they look because we all look ridiculous cheering for a damn team oh yeah for sure yeah I've, I've definitely been there it's like it's summer camp when everyone's into it when we're playing something that everyone's into it is just the most unifying feeling ever um, also, shout out to Unison Square Garden, because uh, I I love them a lot, um, and I I love this opening theme so much. Also, uh, the Shiba Inu might be my favorite character. Yeah, I love the dog. He's so adorable. No, actually, my favorite character is probably oh, crap. Now I have to pick one. They're so. They're good. all so good. I like two. I wanna I wanna protect them all. I like the senpai and I like the glasses guy. Yeah, I like I, I love him. Well, okay, I like the glasses guy because he's hot, but also <laughs> I hate myself. Uh, <laughs> why? Oh, lean into it, Flores. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you think I like, I like- Rius and DXD, Stella, uh, Luna? Just own it, oh, own it. Well, obviously, I like, I like him because he's kind of, of an asshole. It's because of her plot. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Both plots. <laughs> I don't know why. Like he. Uh, okay, so glasses coon pretty much looks like every asshole I dated in college. <laughs> so like and he is an asshole. I clearly have a type. Um, but I think the most endearing character is um, the older guy with the ponytail, who like forces himself Senpai. to quit smoking. I love him. So he's much. he's. I love him. He's... I like how him and Glasses Coon look yeah. out for each other. 
I'd they're love like that. just I'd a, love to the they're, they're like a bickering sibling couple i don't know like just they're hilarious uh, prince is good too i love him <laughs> he's such a constant <laughs> mood though like i want to protect him and just like <laughs> he like passes out and he's like i've become incorporeal <laughs> like i am nothing <laughs> I do not exist. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, me. Mood. Mood as fuck. Uh, honorable mention is just Honda's on Bookseller. Um, it's just like one joke after another. And the way that they portray foreigners is fucking amazing. <laughs> also, it's just a constant mood for anyone that's ever worked in retail, ever. Yeah. Also, shout out to uh, their to their joke about Golden Kamui, where it's just like because they can't actually show the characters, so they just have bags over their heads. But the Sugimoto guy actually has like the scar on like like just like drawn onto on the, the bag. on the bag. <laughs> so good. Okay, that's it for me. Uh, okay, uh, mine um, number five, Ace Attorney uh, season two. I just freaking love the character interactions because they almost always make me laugh. I mean, yeah, you can see a lot of the, a lot of the times you can see the how the case is going to turn out a mile away, but the character interactions are just a lot of fun. Um, number four, Double Decker, Duggan Carrill, uh, fun buddy cop, buddy cop stuff, just really zany, just zany, really zany stuff like Blood Blockade without the superpowers, and they're all actually licensed. Yeah. Um, uh, number three, we discussed this bloom into you. I just, they're all so precious and I want to protect them all. Yes. And just like shower them in hugs and rainbows and warmth and just, I want them all to be happy. Um, number two, we also discussed this zombie land saga, just the most banging show this season, probably. And my number one, which is one I'm surprised didn't make Luna's top five, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh, because it's... The isekai that is saving isekai. Because we all need a Rimuru in our life. Well, one, it's not over. And two... True. Um... Ah, for for me to talk about... Yeah, it's too core. Okay, because I I actually read, read the novels for it. Um, so if right. I were to talk about how much I like it, I'd be spoiling a whole bunch of stuff and I don't want to do that. So. Okay. Yeah. Slime, because I just, I, it's an OP, it's an OP isekai. Rimuru is just like never phased because he always can beat up whoever it is, but it's done so well. And it's the characters wholesome. are just so likable and wholesome. Yes. I'm just, so upset that I slept on that early and I never got on the train and I'm like, oh God, I'm missing out. Get on the train. It may have left the station, but there'll be another one in like 20 minutes. Just get, get on, on that I train. Get on. I gotta get on. It's never too late to get on the train. But not the scary Except train that takes the lost children to hell. I was going to say or it's the, not the Mirai train. Yeah, yeah. Don't, or that creepy don't one get from on the, that train. Or that creepy subway car from the Lost Village. Just yeah, just oh, stay away oh from that one. But get on the one. Get on the one with the like the the light blue haired guy and the well endowed ogres and the cool and the cool looking zobble, goblins. Yeah. Why did I say? I was thinking zombies and goblins. I said zoblins. 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 All right. New new species. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
last but not least jen all right then take it away so got um a number five our favorite archer archery boys Yay! talked a lot about them kyoani obviously kyoani show have to be uh, my number four is Gridman. Uh, surprising how much I like it. Uh, I'm not a big trigger guy. Um, other than Kill a Kill, I don't think I've liked a trigger show, although I haven't seen Little Witch Academia it's, yet, and I've been told that dude, I really like oh that. Oh, my God. Little Witch is awesome. It's I've really good. I've been told good. that that's right up oh my Oh, my alley. God. It is perfect. It's 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 super that. wholesome. Like I think it's probably the most fa- Oddly enough, I think it's the most family-friendly thing Trigger has ever done. Which is crazy. I'm. I was surprised I like Kill la Kill, so I'm I'm willing. I I did not like Gurren and the rest of the Trigger stuff, but I I'm I'm coming around. And Gridman has been really really awesome. Um, if you if you enjoy Gridman, I really recommend checking out um, Isla McTeer and Mister Nice Guy's video on its callbacks to Evangelion. It's it was really enlightening to see how they've. I love Ava, and I've noticed some of it, but not everything that they pointed out. Even in structure, how it goes from monster of the day to kind of a more grandiose, dark mm-hmm. narrative, like gradually, like the same way Ava did. So, I, I've I've had a lot of fun with that, and just Rika is so good. And Akane, let me tell you, I've come around on Akane. I didn't like her at first, now I love Akane. Akane I love, is awesome. I love Akane too. She is just poetry in motion. You know. They present her in the beginning as like this kind of like kind of really crazy, creepy person. And I was like, ah, oh, it's Trigger. It's really heavy handed. I don't like this. And they've humanized her in a way that is just incredible. Like, yeah. At this. first, I thought she was going to be the character that we were that we were like, OK, so she's she's the asshole, basically, yeah. that we're just going to like every time we see her, we're just going to automatically think, fuck you. But no, we they've done really good job making us us like her. I mean, tentatively, considering she's the one who's like wrecking up the place. But at the same time, they're still making us like her, which is really hard to do for like, some, yeah. someone who's like so bad. And she has a reverse harem, so she's awesome. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I love Akane's harem. Um, Run with the wind will be my number three, as everything that we've said about it is just stellar and I'm, I'm i actually just saw that it's too core which makes me oh, very yeah. happy so i'm about that uh my number two which i'm surprised that nobody mentioned uh bunny senpai yes uh, I, I was that was one of the that should have been my honorable mention that was one of the, I, i'm enjoying that that was one of the shows i had to drop just because i was uh running out of space and time but i will want i do want to get back to it eventually um because futaba because i i heard it picks is, up a lot yeah it's been it's been i mean probably i probably think run with the wind is objectively a better show and the writing Mm -hmm. is tighter although i just have so much damn fun with bunny senpai and i love the the witty back and forth dialogue and it's if monogatari and oregaru had a baby it would be bunny senpai i just love how they're like combining existentialism and just general stuff that teens worry about like they were playing like with laplace's box schrodinger's cat and teen and like social anxiety which was just the weirdest marriage but like done so well and just so thought-provoking i just loved how they played with those themes i love futaba's arc particularly i mean i do have some problems with the show so especially with futaba's arc who she's my favorite character and i 
I the show doesn't handle things delicately and with touch and which I kind of feel like so I give Monogatari a lot of shit but I do think it it treated most of its characters most of the time with respect and I think Bunny Senpai sometimes suffers from not doing that so there's a scene where Futaba is talking about how she's not comfortable with her body that she's very well endowed and you know people would look at her funny and she was never comfortable with that and she's having this conversation in a bath scene mm-hmm. yeah and it's like you're totally undercutting this wonderful point you're making and by I, showing I'm, the thing you're sensitive about exactly so i kind of put that more on the writers and the storyboarder uh, the more, more on the storyboarders and the writers i would say i don't know but i mean other than my gripe in that sense and how they they don't really handle those things with touch um, yeah there've been other scenes like that where they could have been a little more delicate a little more diplomatic in their presentation they're just I mean, I appreciate the bluntness, but at at the same time, some of these issues can be handled just a little more delicately and mm-hmm. with a little more respect. I mean, yeah, it's like I like the bluntness and that it's touches like on stuff that like people aren't comfortable, wouldn't generally be comfortable talking about. Like just I like no one wants to talk about like how people hate them or whatever. But at this, but so the bluntness is refreshing. At the same time, though, I, I agree with, with you, Jan, that it could also be more delicate and diplomatic. So sometimes they should find it, that happy medium somewhere. Sometimes it works, though. So when Futaba's talking about how she hates herself and um, the main um, the main guy's not trying to make her love herself overnight, he goes, it's okay to hate yourself mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, you know, you'll get over Like, mm-hmm. I, I actually appreciated that because I think sometimes anime just wants, like, a resolution right there. And she's like, I hate myself. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's that's part of it. And it's like, it's kind of an accept. It's it's kind of validating these kinds of feelings that of self-loathing that I know a lot of people have. And I really appreciated that aspect of it, too. So when it does good, it does bad. When it does bad, it does good. All in all, a really great character story with a lot of fun. And I, I'm really enjoying it. Kimi no se. I do want to get back to it eventually because uh, it's by the author of Just Because. Um, I love which is just another show so I only saw half of. I love angsty teenagers, dude. Like you give me angst and romance, I am there. You sign me up for angst and romance, like, which is weird because my OTPs aren't very angsty. I mean, well, I guess Oka Curry's really angsty. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say Kumire is not. Yeah, no, Oka Curry's like, and and Kuromaya is like angsty. I love angst, man. Angst is good. Um, my number one show of fall 2018 is blooming to you uh i can't i cannot say enough about how good this show is this show has been you know in the beginning of of um of fall everything was kind of close like i wasn't really sure like which show was gonna break away Mm -hmm. and blooming to you just took off sprinting (laughs) and i've been so happy with it (laughs) no pun intended i pretty much say that about run run with the winds if it hadn't been for the for the (laughs) Just I don't know. To me, it's pretty much a tie between the two. They're both great. They're like it's just such a great season, and it's been a really good year in anime. Um, even my honorable mentions, Zombieland. Like, what a great show that didn't make my list, and Iruzuku, which has been kind of disappointing, but it PA works like makes it so damn pretty. Yeah, it's it's like it hasn't it, quite glass slipped for me yet. Um. 
nothing's happening it's just a show about nothing um not i think the only thing that makes up for it is that is the time travel aspect and the magic so and that's and i think the characters are slightly more interesting than they were in glass lip the show needs a damn pulse yeah for sure like, yeah so it hasn't quite glass lip for me yet the biggest problem with glass lip is like literally nothing happens like like i you know like no, normally i would say well spoilers well what's there's nothing to spoil because nothing fucking happens <laughs> so many moments where you think like the shoe's gonna drop and then it doesn't and you're just like i give up and why did i watch the all 12 of these reason? episodes <laughs> why i'll give it the benefit of the doubt because pa works yeah the animation's beautiful their show's they always have, like, for their shows, always for me, the first half is a little on the what's going mm-hmm. on, like, when is this going to get real side, and then the back half hits home so hard. Chirobaka was like that for me. Hanasako Iroha was like that for me Honest- um, most recently. Sakura, Sakura I Quest, love Sakura which Quest. was, like, one of my favorites. Yes. I, let show. me tell you something. There became a point in Sakura Quest that I was crying every damn week. Because it just kept hitting me like over and over emotion. Because I love I love community and stuff like that. So like it it just really got in the feel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna even get the benefit of the doubt that yeah. it's going to find itself. Uh, but I will say though, Hanasaku Iroha, which is my favorite PA work show, uh, got me from the beginning. Um, I've seen it. I was love hate with it. I, I think until like episode six is when I bought in. I think I've seen it almost as many times as you've seen UFO. <laughs> you know what's funny about I've I've probably only seen UFO five times, and I thought that was a lot, and apparently it's not that much. I've I've no I know people who've seen their favorite shows like twenty plus times. Exactly. Not even kidding. I watch like ice like every every June fifth. I will watch the i got the episode because you know i have to watch the hike you know it's the anniversary but other you know other than that i don't i try to watch new stuff i'm not a rewatch second favorite is nagi no asakara because it takes place in the ocean and i love the ocean and i really really wish that i could also live in the ocean but then i also wonder about like the logistics of that you know like how are th- I wish I wish I was a fish. Like how are they just not wet all the time? Like how do they <laughs> cook food? Enna. 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 It's like everything Aquaman, in their house why. covered in Enna. Like 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 their bed sheets and stuff. Like what the Let hell? Let me tell you something. Us talking about Enna, we're covering 2011 like it's no one's business. <laughs> Which by the way, plug tomorrow 12 days of anime my first video is on Nagino asakura so Yay! if you're listening to this podcast check that out it's actually that was supposed to be my very first video i saw nagi asu and i wanted to write about it and i did write about it and i never made the video so i kind of uh i kind of reworked the script uh into however i write now and it's about chisaki and how she embodies change and how change in that anime is done so so wonderfully i love how they portray it so I wish you had done a 25 days of anime so that way for day eight that way for day 18 just hear me out you could have just done 18 if i mean the marketing and idea writes itself i don't even care what the rest of the shows are just day 18 18 if we got to do that next year i'm I'm committing (laughs) oh god that show that's that's a show for another that's a show for another episode yeah 
And on that note, I think we need to wrap it up because we all got to go to bed. Yeah, it's working to be that time. We got lots to do tomorrow. Um, so anyway, um, it's been a great year for anime. Very. I, I think. Um, obviously, after the rain is my god tier for this year. Is that your anime of the year? Uh, absolutely. Matt, what's yours? Uh, it has to be just Chio School Road for me because of just like I cannot remember the last time an anime or almost any show had made me laugh so hard and so consistently and like if i had been having a bad day that was what picked me up when i when it was when it come came on it was just oh my god i love that show i love hearing people talk about that way about anime comedies because we don't have a lot of them and i really want that genre to express so like hearing you i now i want to watch it like you've sold me on the show watch the dub Uh, just don't forget the the sub just watch the dub i'm there for it and I just, you know, we need more anime comedies. Like, Konosuba was awesome. And then Hinamatsuri was awesome. I like, love Konosuba. More, please. Uh, um, By the way, I have I have the Nendroid of Darkness getting attacked by the cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. There needs... Best purchase ever. We need more comedy. That's why I like Double Decker, because it's just sort of like a little bit sitcom-y, and the narrator is freaking hilarious. But, um, but yeah, like I also, I, that's why I like action shows with, it's a comedy in them because for that balance and then just slice of life comedies in general are great. Like no reens, one of my favorite shows ever. And yeah, there's, yeah, there's a bit of, yeah, there's sex joke, physical and verbal sex jokes, but at the same time, it is just a good laugh beside the, and that besides that, just get more comedy out there. Yep. I agree. We need more. Hashtag more comedy out there. <laughs> we should probably tell them like where they can find oh, us yeah. to so, interact with us and tell us how much we suck and whatnot. Tell us how our trash our opinions are. Yes. <laughs> so Engage us, can, please. You can, you can follow the show at Dubterfuge on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, we upload... We try to upload most Wednesdays um, at one thirty Central Time, um, and they are obviously all all episodes are available on multiple platforms. Didn't realize we were, uh, ske- our uploads were scheduled now. Awesome! Give these good folks a five star review on iTunes or whatever please, podcast. That really really helps us out. We would love so much. To, we'd love to hear from you, please. Being in the podcast biz, being a being an industry veteran, you don't understand how volatile ratings can be. And if you have one bad take, some asshole, like let's say some guy doesn't like Liz and the Bluebird and they just really don't disagree with my take, they might just spite the show and give one star. I know this because it happens on my sports show all the time. I've seen so it happen. Your, your five-star rating matters a lot, especially when trying to acquire sponsorships and beating the Apple algorithm. So please help these good folks by yes. giving them a five-star review to balance out all the mean people who may give a spiteful one. And because they're good. And, and they please like it. and subscribe to us on YouTube. Oh, yeah, subscribe yes. is huge. Um, and you can follow me on pretty much all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, 
applications that haven't even come out yet. Um, at Shtera, that's S-H-T-E-R-R-R-A. Um, also, Holiday Wars Luna. Um, I'm online way too much. So, if you want to just see me shitpost a ton of anime memes <laughs> and occasionally rant about politics, uh, check... check. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Don't don't apologize. Be you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matthew H. Voss. I mostly tweet overexcitedly about shows and at and the voice actors in those shows about how awesome I think they are. I try to be mostly positive. Um I have an Instagram that I never use, uh at Voma Hanu. Um, I am somehow still have followers there. I crazy people do exist, I guess. Um, kidding. I love you. I love all 17 of you. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, those are, those are my two socials. So you can follow me. I have two Twitter accounts. One as my personal slash sports account. Uh, you can follow me at G Navas one Oh three for that one. Uh, if you want my anime account at subtitled anime one word, if you are a basketball fan and if you are interested in the Miami Heat in particular, you can follow me at MI Heat Beat for my podcast, website, blog. We are part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We do lots of fun stuff over there. And I also have a YouTube channel, subtitled anime on YouTube. I will be doing 12 days of anime. So every day for 12 days until Christmas, I will post a different video. I've worked very hard on this. I hope you guys enjoy everything from uh, UFO to Liz and the Bluebird to Review Starlight to every everything and anything. I'm, I'm branching out from the topics that you're used to me covering to other ones like Steinsgate and Ghost in the Shell and baruto and kind of things that you wouldn't really expect from my channel so i really guys hope you enjoy that uh, you could also follow me on instagram at gnavas103 i like to post and be artistic please follow me come friends and tell me how trash my takes are on twitter <laughs> yes tell us about uh, tell us all about how we are trash we we, we would look forward to that engagement and followed And that's our show. New episodes drop every two weeks on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time on YouTube. The show is available for download on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter at Dubtrifuge for more updates. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Casting.